Hey, Podcast America, we are back. And before we get into the show, let's talk about Allegiance Holsters, which you can find at allegianceholsters.com. And if you use code TNW10 at checkout, you can get a little discount to help you out, uh, offset the shipping costs. Um, they make your inside the waistband holsters, outside the waistband range holsters. And what I like to say is that if you are not an everyday carry person with a gun, you should be an everyday carry person with a first aid kit. And you can get your individual first aid kit, IFAC, at allegianceholsters.com. And then second, we have our buddy Tyler and Vanessa Stanaway's Forest School, which you can find details for at compassionateviking.com. And what they are running is a program to get kids out of the house, off the sofa, doing a little bit of... I don't know, traditional type activities and chores and kind of bonding with each other and learning a lot about gardening and farming and just how, goddamn, how, how the, the world, world works. works. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then finally, we have my own Training Northwest, and we are a dealer of Vortex Optics. And if you're a local here in Snohomish County, if you buy a Vortex Optic from us, you can take advantage of our Optic Zero program because... We don't want you putting a new optic on the shelf because it's not zeroed. So if you buy from us, you get to come out and uh, zero on our range. I'll run a few drills for you to get you kind of used to the new glass. And then if you're not local, if you want to buy a new deer rifle scope or binoculars, spotting scope, whatever, hit me up on an email. I can get it in the mail to you and you're supporting a small business. All right, guys, Mike, what's this show about? We had Tyler on today. It's a lot of fun. This show, you we went everywhere, anywhere, <laughs> and beyond. But what this is, to me, it's like you get your buddies in from the gym, and you really get to know them. You get to have a sit-down, a conversation, fucking just talk with cool people, and yeah, you hit every aspect of a good night. Yeah. Jordan, you got anything? I'm on mushrooms, dude. Fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the show, you guys. Cool. Started whiskey. Oh, yeah. Like uh, locally. Yeah. So I don't in his know. bathtub or no? Like they he got has a whiskey legit thing. thing, and I think they just got a a deal where they can make like oh legit is in legal legal, and oh. like I think they can make like up to like 130 gallons a year or something like that. Or okay, I thought you meant he had entered like I'm, the moonshining industry. Thirty thousand gallons is what I meant to say. A year. A year. Like a full industrial like Dang. fucking setup. Like so they what? Got how many years? Oh no, bourbon. Have, you you can make number. bourbon in one year, right? Yeah. Okay. I think. So I was to say, how many years commitment is that before you can even sell a batch like Scotch or it's twelve? Well, I think you can only be in. Don't you have to be in Kentucky, bourbon Kentucky, to make oh, true God. bourbon? True bourbon. Yeah, we went to some bourbon tour in Kentucky two years ago, and I can't. They told us all the rules, and I can't remember. But yeah, I think Semantics. True, true bourbon, Semantics. I think, does have to come from Bourbon County. But then there was some other, like, little wordplay where from everywhere else could call it bourbon. But then there were certain rules around whether it was aged for a full year or taken uh, out of the barrel at, like, 10 months or whatever. Mm. So it was they, – they go deep. Like yeah, so. they did try and make distinctions and bullshit yep. rules. And well, hey, we are back from a little bit of a hiatus. But vacay, what are you talking about, man? Uh, well – for you guys. We hammered it for uh, <laughs> 22 weeks putting these episodes out. It's hard getting three people together once a week with yeah. schedule and conflict yeah. and family and, you yeah. know. 
Yeah. yeah no, that was our right. break. To, to, to have a 22-week streak was actually pretty good. And then it finally, like, life caught up with us. And uh, we just could yeah, like Mike said, we couldn't get everybody in the room together at one time for a couple of weeks now. So it's actually, I'm super happy that we're back. This is going to be a fucking fun night. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> to, to make it even better, we got our buddy Tyler Stanaway sitting here in yeah. the garage with us. Brown belt Tyler Stanaway. Hey. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. yeah. Um, he does jujitsu. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do do jujitsu, and the thing is, is that so do you guys? That's how I know you fuckers. <laughs> oh my god, <clears throat> this is what people are gonna sit at home and think like, why is everybody into so so into jujitsu? It's just four retards who sit around giggling at themselves. What what's the draw? I know the draw. Yeah. I told Vanessa this literally two days ago. Yeah, let's hear it. Or maybe it was last night. No, it was two days ago. We were talking about something about jujitsu. And she's like, not everyone needs to do jujitsu. I said, you're right. That, that's not what I'm saying. However, one of the things that I find that's helped me even more than the self-defense part is that jujitsu has been the only thing that I've done. And I've done a lot of things other than go to war where I've been put into fight or flight for a long enough period of time to assess how I behave in that state of mind. Yeah. And what I found is that my default setting is to fight. I'm a, I'm a person who fights rather than runs away, unless I have to. Flight is still there if I do need to fucking run. But for the most part, I'm a fight person. But then my default setting is still like panic, adrenaline dump, heart rate spike, oh fuck, and then I die. That's when grandpas choke me out. That's when little <laughs> girls choke me and break my bones. And I'm like, Seeing okay. Seeing red and just going exactly. black. <laughs> you think bodies are going to hit the floor, but really that's not the case. Yeah. And so it wasn't until I could assess how I was behaving in that state of mind before I could get my shit together and make rational decisions and problem solve even in the, you know, at the highest level, I guess, yeah. subconsciously. Yeah. Because it's... It, it's stress inoculation. You're putting yourself under constant stress and learning how to operate. I mean, they do that in the 100%. military oh, with, yeah. like, shooting guns over your head as you belly crawl. Yeah. But that gets you comfortable to explosions and be and making rash decisions, not freaking out and panicking in the moment. Yeah. Which makes me also, like, trust you guys a lot because I know that you've been put through these tests where if someone comes and breaks into the house... No, no, right now, it's not that you see me running down the street. Well, the, all, all fight or flight, fight or flight is going to. I mean, you can't. I don't think you can stop that from happening. No. We're all going to be sent directly into it, no. but we have been in. We're so familiar with it that it's like, okay, these are the steps. Yeah. Rather than us running around in here going, oh my god, oh my <laughs> what god, do we oh do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where's the gun? Where's You've the got gun? him off. I've got a wrench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and and that is the big difference in why I think that it, it's becoming so popular. Talking to Jim CrossFit Jenny, mm -hmm. and then her being like all in now on jujitsu to the yeah. point where she's about to like cr quit CrossFit to yeah. come to. That so did uh, Dave Potts. and Dave. Yeah, right? but he, he didn't quit CrossFit. But no, he's, but he's he wants to. Focused on jujitsu. No offense, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> because it te it's it teaches you more than just physical fitness. Yep. It teaches you more than just the capability of uh, carrying your buddy to safety. 
it teaches you how to behave in a situation where no matter what you like, I can't think of a different situation where I go, okay, you ready? So for the next six minutes, we're going to look at each other in the eye and I'm going to try and kill you as hard as I can. But right before you die, if you tap out on me, I'll let go. (laughs) Or if I can't do that, I'll break your bones right off the side of your body. But once again, right before they break, as long as you tap, I promise I'll let go. Okay, ready? (laughs) Go. (laughs) And it's like your body goes into a certain, it's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Until you're calm. When you roll with you, when you roll with you, when you roll with anyone above, you know, blue. by the time they're purple belt, they're pretty fucking calm if they need to be. You know what I mean? Like, sure, they can get after it, but it's not the... It's not the bonered out white belt who's just yeah. stiff, you know. The higher the belt color, I think the lazier. Well, for me particularly, <laughs> the lazier I get. Maybe not Greg. Greg's, yeah, he'll flip the switch. But it's like I've been in so many bad or compromised positions that it's like don't panic. There's always a hole out. Just start figuring it out, mm-hmm. and that's what leads to success. What doesn't lead to success is, like you say, flailing, kicking, and just making rookie mistakes. Whether that's well, you, you have. And a, I, I, I had an aha night. Just uh, had a couple of them the last two weeks, but just uh, yesterday. Is that where the Thursday. black eye came from? Yeah. Aha! Ow! Epiphany. Fucking. There are so many 200-pound white and blue belts at that gym Ugh. that being 180 pounds is exhausting. Uh-huh. And those, like guys like Josh and uh, mm-hmm. you know Marcus and Nick, the big cop. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, rolling with Josh and Nick last night, and I finally started putting the like the inversion stuff when you're you've got a little bit of a guard start inverting as mm-hmm. they start trying to smash, and then you pop out behind them mm-hmm. in seatbelt, and it's like oh, mm-hmm. light bulb went on. Uh-huh. It's like uh huh. Inversion is awesome because it's cutting angles. Like yeah. in stand up and striking, you're all you know you're punching someone in front of you. But when you can cut an angle and slide, now you're punching them, but they're punching the air. And I think inversion is the same thing, but for grappling. And when I learned that from Greg and stuff, it was just like, oh my god, <laughs> this gets me wet. <laughs> like it was awesome. It, it makes a it makes a big fucking difference. Yeah. There's there's nothing more frustrating than putting pressure into somebody and them disappearing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who the fuck are you? Like, all of a sudden, it's a body in front of you, and then all of a sudden, it's gone. Yeah. And it's like, son of a bitch. Even uh, last night, I was going with, um, fuck, I'm having a brain fart. Kyle's friend. He's another blue belt. Oh, Brett. And Brett. I'm going with Brett. Are they friends or are they married? Oh, I think they're married. <laughs> it's but. a domestic partnership for tax reasons. Let's be yeah. honest. But they've gotten, a, they've they've been getting good. They practice all the time. Yeah. And really. I kept passing Brett's guard, and he would invert, and he wouldn't get back to guard, but he would be like folded in half <laughs> with Sam his would. fuck yeah, with his feet in between me still. And it's like, dude, I can't split you in half. I can't yeah. solidify a side control or a neon belly. Yeah. Because. You, yeah, 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 like yeah. no matter where you go, like your body's doing <laughs> yeah. this, but your feet remain in between me and you. Yeah. And uh, I'm about to kick you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fight, not the flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking let me in here, bro. I passed your guard. Quit trying to fucking keep your knee from me getting on neon belly. Just yeah. accept it. Yeah. Well, on the same t- at the same time, it's like, <laughs> like, nah, he's doing what he's supposed uh-huh, to be doing. Yeah. 
pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when people accept defeat when I'm going with them. Just let me win, man. That's the thing. <laughs> well, you like you like the feeling of like having somebody break under you. But the gym yeah. that, that it, is the greatest. If taking somebody's just will away from them and them just because you can feel it like and it's a, I get I'm addicted to it. Of course, yes. uh, we all are. Just, <laughs> of course. Yeah, and just all of a sudden like they just they just quit, not because they wanted to. And when does that happen? What, at what at what point in your guys's journey? Because that's something that for me didn't happen. I don't even think really into my blue belt until maybe the last part of the blue belt with before I could actually take someone's soul. It's going to be a newer white belt, and it takes. I mean, fuck, quite a bit of time before you can acquire before you get to feel that. Yeah. Have you felt that yet, Toby? Where you get to suck someone's soul? <laughs> you ever suck yeah. someone? Yeah, the gym does. You ever suck their soul? Suck it dry. Never on the mat. <laughs> oh man, no. So no, but okay. there were a couple guys that came in with my sort of group of white belts who they were so weak that when I grabbed a hold of their collar, it almost made me go, oh. Like, it surprised me because, like, just grabbing a hold of their collar kind of buckled them at the hips a little yeah. bit, and they started to, like, I was just sort of pushing them down just by way, the weight of my fist, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> I rem- <laughs> and I remember just thinking, oh, this is a weird feeling because I'm so used to rolling with guys like you, and I would just grab them and just yank down <laughs> and shove them onto their, like, use their collar to slam their face onto the mat. Yeah. And it's like... nice. As, if that's not a wake up call that you need to get off your ass, yeah, their whole body's like a doctor's handshake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was weird. It's still to this day like weirds me out to think about it. Like their their entire body, their legs included, their legs and their yeah, hips included it was, was it was like a like a damp towel. Yeah, like Just, jello. But but yeah. even like the the high school kids or junior high kids, like they come in and like I don't remember being in junior high or high school and having kids like that like around us. Like, mm. and, and it's not, they were of, in the AV club. They weren't in the wrestling club. Well, oh. he's, hang on. I thought, you were, on. I thought you were talking <laughs> about the kids you coach at wrestling. You're talking about I, I, the, ki- talking the wrestling about, kids who come uh, into the jujitsu. No, 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 they no, no, they no. made the cookies. Oh. No. So I'm talking about when I, when I was a kid, like it wasn't like that. And I'm sure when, when you were a kid, it wasn't like that. I know that. Right. There was a different breed of kids now. And like these kids are like. Oh a yeah, because we were all out, you know, chasing doing shit. But you weren't, you weren't afraid to get in a fight, and it yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. as big of. We a, were kind of rough, and there tumble. wasn't a re- repercussion as much. Right. Also, dads, at least my dad, he wasn't. I wouldn't say he condoned he, fighting. He didn't want me going out fighting, but it was also talked about. It yeah. was a real thing. It was, hey, if someone's being a fucking bully to you, tell them to stop. Yeah. And Stick if they don't, yeah, yeah, if they punch you. If they fight you, you fucking fight back and make sure that you finish it because you never know what they're going to do to you, even if it's on accident. And uh, that's just kind of how it was. But then my dad was real calm. He would be like, and I think he only said it once or twice. He's like, you know, if somebody's pushing you around, stick up for yourself. Yeah. And that's all he said. 
Well, that's all you need to say. There's <laughs> yeah. not much more to be said. Hey, stick so, up for yourself, stick dude. But you were able to play around and be rough and tumble. And these kids, yeah. it's like, no yeah, yeah, rough house, no rough house, oh, yeah. no this, no that. And it's like we would do sleepovers, and we would have like, fight night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, one one kid would be on his like standing on the bed, and it was king of the bed, right? Like, yeah, yeah. blast him off of there, and you're on the bed, and now it's, it's like, you know what I mean? Bitches. Yeah, and then, you know, there's four or five yeah. other guys all circled around waiting to. Fucking slam your ass onto the floor. Parents trying to go to bed at 3.30 in the morning Boom, and you yeah. just stomping hear drywall the- getting broken. <laughs> yeah. Stomping on the car. Yeah. That's a bunch of boys. Sleepovers as a young kid was fun. Yeah. It was chaos. It in was fact, amazing. we used to play. <laughs> from, it, 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 it always yeah. ended sweaty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. yeah. That's right. You wouldn't go to bed till like 5 in the morning. Yeah. You'd wake up at like 10 and be like... Why am I wearing my soccer cleats? <laughs> Dude, one summer, um, my dad had spent an entire summer after work <clears throat> building a downstairs basement for us and my my three brothers. A rumpus room. Yep. Downstairs, oh, yeah. out in the orchard. There was no, you know, we didn't make noise. It was fucking. It was Were you on property when you say orchard? Yeah. 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 How many acres? I think five then, but there was, yeah. it was connected to just like another hundred. hundreds of. Yeah, 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 acres yeah. of orchards, and then if you took the dirt road, you were a Wenatchee in between Wenatchee and Arondo. So okay. Where were you? Apple. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And that, there was like a little sand dunes area, maybe like a one one to two acres of just sand Hell dunes. Yeah, dude. And then a little little dirt bike tile right down to the river. Like there was oh, a really? little beach and everything. My dad had a boat. It was it was really cool. Whoa. Yeah. So uh, what was I saying? Okay, my dad had spent an entire summer building us a downstairs basement. Mm-hmm. Okay, playroom. Literally, the night that it gets done, he's painted it. It's dry. It's all ready. Okay, puts the couches in there, puts the TV in there, at fucking toys. Goes to sleep. The drywall's fucked, bro. <laughs> dude, I look back at this this exact thing, and I think if my boys did this, I I do not know what I would do. I would literally want to fucking wring their neck. Yeah. So. I'm the oldest of the brothers. So clearly I'm the one who came up with this idea or went along with, made it happen. We went and got, do you remember connects by any chance? Yeah. 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 Okay. Little like we uh, had, tinker toy type. Yeah. We had buckets of connects and there's white connects that are like little circles. And then there's yellow connects that are just straight tw- twigs you could click them all the way around and become a ninja star. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. Fuck so, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, did anybody make anything other than weapons yes. with the connects? So we move, or I must have, because I'm older, moved the couch like this in between the fucking room. So it's like a, a yeah. tennis court. Yeah. Okay, so we have a battlefield, the neighbor kid, yeah. my buddy, and me on one side and the three brothers on the other. And we fucking go to war, dude. <laughs> yeah. And there is more holes in the drywall than you could ever fucking imagine. <laughs> it connects but, just but, stuck but, into every yes, wall. Yes. What the in the oh ceiling. Oh, but then shit. here's the catcher. But the size of straws. Here's the catcher. <laughs> it's summertime. It's hot as fuck down there. And my dad has this big ass oscillating fan. We look over and there's a whole box of cherries. And we're like. Dude, watch this. And we take the cover off of the fan and we set the fucking fan up right in the doorway. Dude. And we all turn it on high and we get fucking a handful of cherries each and we'll just pitch it into the fan and watch it yeah. woo all over the room. We could paint the room. We did this. 
And my dad fucking hears us and comes downstairs. And Holy I shit. thought he was going to fucking kill us. I'm yeah. not kidding you guys. Yeah. And he, I think he was so mad that he wanted to fucking cry. Yeah. He's like, I just spent yeah. all of my extra money all of my days after work for three fucking months for you boys to have a room downstairs that you could call your own and play it whenever you want. And you don't even make it till morning before the thing is covered in cherry juice and billions of holes in the wall. And my brother Curtis has oh lumps God. all over his face from just getting tagged by the ninja stars. <laughs> Oh, oh fuck. shit! Yeah. Oh man, that's tough being a parent, man. <laughs> yeah, because it's like I did those things too as a kid. <laughs> we all do them. Yeah, we. My boys put divots all over the drywall, but we've yeah nothing on that scale. Don't let them listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah, I know they're like, avid listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't let them listen. Man, I was too scared. Of my fucking dad. Mm-hmm. There's no... Fu- Dude, I, w- I was scared shitless of my dad until I was like 15 years old. Until I got into junior high and started wrestling. Like, I started having success in wrestling. And, like, that's when, like, I think he started, like, realizing he was kind of fucking up a little bit. It's, like, being a little bit too hard. Um, and then, like, he was making an effort. And I was at this junior high he went to. So there's, like, this fucking kind of bond thing. Uh, Teachers know each other. You know, we're generation, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, there was no fucking way I was doing anything like that to my dad. It was, it was like, he <laughs> That's will good. beat my fucking ass. Like, yeah, he just, no, fuck that dude. I was scared shitless. And then, like I said, you get into that point where it's like, I think I could take dad. <laughs> like, and isn't that so funny? Boys get to that, oh, that yeah. thought they like lay in their bed and they're like, I think I could beat my dad up. Yeah. <laughs> or I wonder if my dad could. How strong is he? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. But growing up, your father's like the protector. Your father's like, you know, he protects the family, protects you. He's everything. It's it's what you look up towards is masculinity. But then once you hit those teenage years yeah. and that testosterone it's, it's starts every flooding, mammal, right? Lions, yeah, 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 yeah. chimpanzees, and that's why they leave like, the yeah, den. The young, but the young males start to try to challenge the silverback. But those young men still live with their parents in this weird society for another five, six, you know, depending yeah. when it happens. And uh, uh, yeah, it's it's. I think it's natural though yeah. that challenge because you you. I think it's also the same type of thing, like. That moment, you ever realize, like, <laughs> I was going to say I'm smarter than my parents, but that was the perfect sound for that. <laughs> but you think that. Oh, man. Like, you'll think, like, you know, no, I, I think my parents are dumb at a certain point. My dad could remember all of his high school calculus just straight off memory. So I, I yeah, remember but as I was getting to that memory. point where I would have thought that, I remember being in high school calculus class and coming home being like, shit, I am stuck on this homework. And my dad would just kind of peep over my shoulder and be like, oh, it's like this, 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 this. And I'd be like, you do that every day? He's like, no, I just remember. Remember. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. But that's memory. That's not intelligence. And no, I think I, I see as saying. you get older, it's harder to know, like, kind of what's happening with culture and the youth and just the differences. And I think not only like that challenging thing, but like as you start to develop into an adult, I think you think so much of what your parents teach you is maybe false 
not false, but like they just stop being able to see what's happening because they're stuck in their times. I'm still stuck listening to Blink-182. I don't know who the new bands and the new it and the new culture is. Yeah. Yeah, so you think they're outdated and... Just yeah, like a, and I think oh, that's part of... You don't understand what's happening now. Yeah. Like, no? Yeah, I do. You guys are fucking <laughs> out of your mind. <laughs> I see exactly what's going on, yeah. and it's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Uh, is there... Uh, hang on. You were talking about, uh, you know, parents being up on pop culture. What I've noticed is that my kids want to listen to the same music I listened to when I was yeah, their age. Yeah, well, there's, there's a certain amount of that. Right. Which means, well, it's so, it's interesting because it means that no new good music is coming out. Well, I, I don't I don't I don't necessarily think that, but I think that there's there's a certain level like because I listen to the same music that my dad listened to when he was a kid. You know, oh. I was like into Soundgarden and all that kind of oh, stuff. And me I kinda, too. I, and I still kinda, listen to what my dad and, listened to. A hundred percent. Because I, I I did not have at all the same taste my dad did in music. Oh well, oh, yeah. what kind well, of music did your dad listen to? Oh God, a lot of like. Uh, like '90s pop country, like Alan Jackson. Oh, he, and uh, I listened to all that shit too. So yeah, see, and, and so I was really into Metallica and Pearl Jam and all the uh, metal stuff. Like yeah, sort of the '90s grunge, whatever. The well, oh, what, at what age? Middle school. Dude, my school. dad okay, went but, to but, Woodstock. But, well, middle, middle, yeah, <laughs> you middle school. You want to talk about music relation? Yeah. Well, I, I, you get when you start fucking. That's the music you listen to <laughs> then, oh, hey, for the rest yeah. of your life. Then, then yeah, you have everybody has like, like a fling with boys to men in high school, and we all know what that's about. Yeah, but the music you actually enjoy, right? Like, actually, it actually started with Guns N' Roses and Motley Crue in like and third or fourth go. grade, right? Oh, yeah. And my dad was like, uh, that was when the the parental the advisor explicit music. lyrics were first like starting to become a thing, and my dad was kind of concerned because supposedly Motley Crue was satanic and. It's like, it's just a fucking act. Um, but then... Um, <laughs> they were quite the actors, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? A lot of they heroin like, with yeah, Nikki they were, Six. They're yeah. dressed like girls. We're they're, still yeah, fighting they're the like battle. They're like transvestites <laughs> that all the chicks want, which is fucking weird. To, Hurts. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, I read Heroin Diaries, and yeah, like, yeah, when Nikki Six was talking book. about fucking... You know, just chicks naked, bent over, doggy style in the hotel room with blow on their ass and doing lines and fucking them down the rows with Tommy Lee, Jesus. and then just go, you know, yeah. throwing the yeah. beds and shit and out. They the were windows. dressed like chicks. Yeah, yeah. They got makeup on. Yeah. The craziest thing I got from that book is he would be like, "I would order five thousand dollars worth of heroin. I would shoot up shit. in my closet because it was the only safe yeah, space." Yeah, naked. Then, I, yeah, and then I would get paranoid and flush it down the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Then I would call my dealer back up in a couple hours when I came oh, down, and it's like, dude, shit. he went through so much money on heroin. That's a great book. Jeez. That is crazy. I remember reading it and like him talking about like crawling outside into the back and having that girl that he like kind of like fell in love with mm-hmm. or whatever and i'm like bro i just can't even imagine or showing up at the fucking radio station in the middle of the night t- walks right into the radio station takes the mic from the fucking dude makes a little thing hey if you can guess this sound blah 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 pulls his <laughs> dick out and starts smacking it on the microphone <laughs> it's a rock star man. Yeah. <laughs> that's a rock star that's what you do yeah oh my God. but they were the first ones like yeah. that, Elvis Presley wasn't doing that shit. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? They yeah, were I the first. Right. Like, I think they were just not on stage. 
I don't think they were not. not like, oh, I mean, he was they, like, into or a Buddy Holly married a twelve-year-old. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's <laughs> like, heard shit. Yeah, yeah, but they would. I mean, drugs were back in the day, and yeah. I think that's the you what you see of music doing. acts of the eighties is what like when the music of the fifties, sixties, and seventies really took off. You got managers, and part of being a manager is keeping your client happy. I, I, I have a theory about this. I actually think the music changed and the rock star culture changed from the 70s to the 80s as everybody went from psychedelics to fucking cocaine. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, Grateful yeah. Dead wasn't yeah. mainlining Jack Daniels, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, that's yeah. other thing. It's like they, when they Tommy literally Lee's went from psychedelics and you know, like, Jack Daniels into your buddy's neck right yeah. before. Holy fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was our hunting trip. <laughs> but yeah. That was nuts. We almost got you, went, you went from bands like Led Zeppelin and yeah, the Grateful Dead and all these guys were doing a bunch of psychedelics, uh, Black Sabbath. Yeah. And then the eighties came and everybody started doing Coke. And literally I think the change in the music can be attributed to the change in the drugs the rock stars were doing. The best is that yeah. movie. Yeah, that, tempo that's, went up that's, 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 funny, but that's, a good, that's a good point. Yeah. You ever seen the movie Walk Hard? The Dewey Cox story. Yeah, but that's it. That's exactly it. It's is marijuana. It, it turns all your bad you feelings feel into good feelings. Sounds addictive. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's not <laughs> habit forming. <laughs> but that's... I think yeah. I want me some of that cocaine. <laughs> yeah. You don't uh, want none of this, do we? But that's like, look at the Beatles. It was marijuana. Pop. Then it was acid. And then it's like the music changed from I want to hold your hand to fucking Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Yeah. But that's what culture is. That's what like, that's why like Terrence McKenna is fun because it's like he talks about a drug culture, but then he talks about like getting into alcohol cultures and that how that affects the way they produce, the way they have relationships. Dude, we are living in an alcohol culture. So, I mean, right? Well, I mean. But the last time I was out to dinner with my kids, we went to the burger place down the road, and Nathan was like, at one point he just looks at me, he goes, Dad, every advertisement on the walls in here is for alcohol. And I was like, I looked around. And I was Did like, you take him in the bar? No, just, I, I don't want to say the name of it, but it's a it's a burger chain that's okay. local here in like Snohomish and uh, Skagit County. And uh, I looked around, and I was like, sure as shit, every fucking advertisement on the walls was for alcohol. Yeah, because they're free, and you need to put shit on the walls. Well, but I, but it's a family restaurant, you know what I mean? And it never even occurred to me that everywhere you look in there is an advertisement for well, booze. We're we're also in a weird fucking spot right now too, because everything's so easy. Well, I, I feel like there's alcohol's good in certain regard because it like it allows people to open up, especially it's conversation like, lubricant. <laughs> well, and it, do four person podcasts. Well, yeah, but <laughs> then also like it allows like hard people who are just like tight lipped. Like just straight down the middle, yeah, guys. Stoic. Like, yeah, I mean, Russians, right? Igor. To, to to all of a sudden say, "Hey, I love you, man." Yeah. And then guess what? When you come out of that shit, you're back to <laughs> stone faced, stone faced, hard, going to work, doing your shit, coming back, opening up. Stop! Can you stop giving me your stone face? George's over here. He's demonstrating. And no, this is. I, I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So dead behind the eyes. It hurts. But I think I, I think it it's good for some things. I don't yeah, necessarily yeah. think it's the greatest. Dude, I think cocaine has its place. Every, yes, I think acid guy. has its place. I think alcohol has its place. Marijuana has its place. Yeah. What happens is when your daily life is using those place, like it's looking. It's time that. to party. Look at the heroin addicts. 
Is yeah. your, is it like when you snap your femur and it's poking through your thigh, yeah. I give you a pass. Okay. Yeah. The problem is, is that that's not what's going on. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah, th- there is a time and place. There's a reason anything with power can, it, it can be swung further on the pendulum. Yeah. So whether it's these really high powered drugs or alcohol or a fucking gun or jujitsu could be used. It can be used for negative. All of those things. Yeah. You know, we could go rob a bunch yeah. of houses right now if we wanted to. Yeah. We have, but we have the power to do that between us four. Yeah. Or we could sit here and if anything ever bad happened, we could protect all the houses in the neighborhood. Yeah. Right. And I think the same goes for, for, for mind altering substances is that there's a time and place and it can be used for good. Yeah. And, and it can also be used for bad and it's up to the user to def- decipher what avenue they're going to take that thing. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned the femur, like the compound fracture and opiates are a painkiller. And I wonder if the reason people are sort of falling into that addiction is because they're trying to um, alleviate emotional pain. Yeah. And so I, I think that they should be treated. The more I listen to people who are experts on this and read these studies that are coming out of like Johns Hopkins and Harvard or not Harvard, uh, Stanford, um, I, th- I think they should be treated with psychedelics. Mm-hmm. And I think that needs to be put on the table as like the primary uh, way of treating the, 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 the deep opiate addiction. And because it's been proven over and over again that it actually fucking works. Um, the, the issue is, is that you and I both know that, money th- yeah, that's not, that's not part <laughs> Sorry, of it. Sorry, I'm talking as like, if we could be in charge for a month. hundred percent. I would, f- fuck dude. I, I mean, Greg was over and he eat mushrooms this morning. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously I, we're not tripping on mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> tiny, about tiny <laughs> amount. So what I, 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 I rolled the best I've that. ever rolled last Wednesday, last Monday after eating a mushroom. Really? Oh, dude, it, it does something. Yeah. I like, got, don't I take enough to where you feel it. Yeah, you microdose. Yeah, yeah but, but if you microdose well, what's mushrooms, a microdose? what do you do? Like, uh, my, my t-shirt was glowing when I walked. Yeah, in. <laughs> yeah. One, one little tiny. It depends. It depends on the size of the mushroom. But you do a cap, not a stem. I do the whole thing. One stem, one, one cap. One I try, I try to make it to where I can roll it into. It comes into like a ball about that big. Okay, like Any, the size of a pea, or yeah, I can't. Okay. It, maybe yeah, be about the size of a pea. So anywhere between like one hundred or. To 300 milligrams. So 0.1 to 0.3. Yeah. Okay. Anywhere so in between there. If you go, because never having done it, mm-hmm. like I don't know what that uh, microdosing is versus a macrodose macro versus dose. a heroic dose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Versus like, yeah. oh shit, this yeah. was too much for this role. Uh, <laughs> anything more than a microdose is probably going to be too much for the role. No. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> a different, a different. Okay, you want uh, smoke on the water over here. Yeah, yeah. Really good roll. <laughs> yeah, golly. Uh, you like, can eat as many as you want. <laughs> Chasing traces. I, I don't think you should go heroic dose. <laughs> no, but, fuck but no. I, I wouldn't Wait, even I, go I'll put it this way. I was wearing a baby blue t-shirt, and by the time I got out of my truck and walked into the gym, I was like, "This t-shirt is glowing." <laughs> I remember walking in, and Troy and uh, Kayla were standing there. Troy's like, what's up, man? And I was like, can you see my t-shirt glowing? He's like, nope. And I said, yeah, I ate a mushroom. He's like, he just started laughing. <laughs> He's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but the first round, and it was, uh, it was what was it, Labor Day? So Greg was like, you know what? We're not going to do a lesson. We're just going to roll. Memorial Day. 
uh, was it Memorial Day? Memorial Day. I Last was in weekend's May. Labor Day. Labor Day. And uh, I rolled with Anthony. Oh, I was Labor like, I'm just going to yeah. try to use no strength. Oh, yeah, you're right. Balance. You're right. You don't wear white after Labor Day. That's <laughs> yeah. the only way I yeah. know that. And, yeah, I'm a fag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was yeah. that? I, What's that about? What, hold on, hold on. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> What? White is a summer color. And so that signifies the last weekend, like the three day weekend of summer. So now it's time to start wearing earth you, tones. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to get out your. Uh, Never fucking mind. All you right. Get out Sorry, your guys. Skirt and your knee high boots and your yeah. vests. Uh-huh. All right. Well. And your turtlenecks. So I got it. I'm wearing fucking That's shorts. Earth tone, earth tone, earth tone, earth tone. Yeah. Black. We're good. Nike Air Max is over here. What the, what the hell were we? Don't doing? hate me because I got kicks. <laughs> anyway, what what were we talking about? Uh, mushrooms taking you you rolling good on rolling. mushrooms. Oh, so first round I rolled with Anthony and I was like, I'm not going to use any muscle. I'm going to try to use just folk like balance points and uh, leverage. Dude, I think I subbed him like four times, nice. and I, and it was without and I was even trying to go slow. I was like, I want to go slow, but it's. It changes the way your brain is processing information, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and then I, I can't even remember who I rolled with the next couple of rounds, but it was like I've never been so fluid and kind of I didn't have that pausing to think. It was just sort of into you know it chains together easier. Yeah. The the two things it's shown to lubricate the like the synapse, like it actually I think breaks apart old synapses in mm-hmm. your nervous system so that they can it. sort of reform mm-hmm. and get new create, paths. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it creates new new pathways or whatever. Yeah. Uh, also, the thing that I've noticed most consistently with eating the mushrooms and rolling is I've eaten a bunch, and I've eaten not very much. <laughs> and for me, I'm going to stick to not very much. <laughs> yeah. But regardless, the, the one consistent thing that i found is the fatigue factor. So I'm fatigued far less if I eat mushrooms. Because you're looser? Probably. No, uh, no, maybe, maybe that's part of it, 100%. but I, uh, uh, I guess there's been a, I was talking to Greg about this earlier and Kyle, Brett's buddy, yeah, his domestic partner. Well, yeah, his domestic partner. <laughs> one of his best friends is a, like a neuroscientist at Harvard and is researching psilocybin. So he's like doing an experiment type thing. And he yeah. was asking me all these questions. On electric north. <laughs> and he had said. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just monkeys in a cage. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he had said something about the mushrooms being able to transport oxygen. Hmm. It, it, can br- it can give the body more oxygen hmm. in a sense like Mush- your hemoglobin or something bind it, it, better? It can carry, you can carry more yeah, oxygen can... in your blood, yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. The, the it's reason, like a transporter. Yep, and Binds. the reason is, is well, I don't know if the reason, but one of the things about it is the mushrooms, unlike plants, see, plants breathe carbon, CO2, carbon monoxide. I have a, okay, well, that leads me to a theory. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think I know where he's going. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so yeah, the... Yeah. But mushrooms do not. Mushrooms are not a plant. Mushrooms are way closer to a body. People. Yes. They're people. And they breathe oxygen. And so I'm wondering if the whole thing is essentially living structured water that breathes oxygen. When you put it in your body and it dissipates, the oxygen has to go somewhere. Yeah. So is it just dispersing itself like into my bloodstream and allowing... Because I've noticed like... Take a Friday in particular. 
we go there enough, we all know when our, like, fatigue point sets in. Yeah. Where it goes from, hey, I no longer can grab a collar. I literally <laughs> have to just move. Move. Do whatever jujitsu yeah. I know. <laughs> we're going to do that from now on. Oh, man. That point comes at different rounds for all of us. But say it's like we do 13 rounds on a Friday. I don't yeah. even remember. Okay, nine at nine, I'm fucking toast. And the next three or four, I just, bleh, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then if I eat the mushrooms by <laughs> fucking, it'll be like round 12 and I'm still like. I'm in this. I think I'm, I mean, of course I'm tired, right? I mean, You're all, energy yeah, yeah, output yeah. is tremendous. But you have the ability but if, but to. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not just percent. sucking wind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've noticed, it took me probably four times before I noticed it. And I was like, hmm, there's maybe something to this. And then Greg had mentioned it today, and Kyle had mentioned it to me yesterday at jujitsu, and so I'm like, "Hmm, do you think if it's re, it, if it's messing with your synapses, and the thought of what tired is is kind of getting washed away, and you're just thinking about what you need to do as opposed to what your body's doing? Like, I don't think so. It gives you no. A it charge. feels. It gives you. It feels like so. Like that chaga. Of, Last time Whatever, I micro water bullshit. I'm gonna like, give you some mushrooms, yeah. and I want you to experiment. <laughs> you're you're getting in this cage with us here yeah, yeah, because no. we need to figure this out. Because I understand not wanting to like feel the mushrooms. Mm -hmm. You can taste. It's, it's amazing when you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not bad, bro. It's it's like having, it's like the universe is hugging you. Hmm. Is what it feels like. It feels that, like that's a what veil. I feel like. Do you take lion's mane with it, or do you just take the the? I take so I take a like active mushroom. What is that? What they call it? The like the lion's mane chaga reishi. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I take a like mushroom a, blend. I take a capsule every day. Okay, so but I, take, I I take psilocybin probably three times a year. Okay, if you take that capsule with, see, this is the Paul Stamets. Do you guys know Paul mm -hmm. Stamets? Mushroom hat. Mushroom hat. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Paul Stamets, this is his protocol. If you microdose psilocybin mushroom between 0.1 to 0.5 grams, depending on your tolerance and how you like it. Like, I pushed it all the way up to where I was at work and ate one gram, and I called that lift off. I was like, fuck, dude, I cannot be here right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was supposed to weld all these fucking parts. Yeah. And I like put my welding hood on and I'm like, no one can see me. Put my earbuds in and I'm like, and then the weirdest thing is I start welding and you're behind the light, you know? And you could like, I could go into the light and be like, <laughs> I am the dab weld. of puddle and the watch it. Woo. Dink. Woo. And then it's like it's the best yeah. welds he's ever laid. Yeah, yeah except for it'd give me vertigo. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's not breathing the whole yeah. time. <laughs> um, anyways, oh my God. you take like 0.1 to 0.5 psilocybin mushroom with lion's mane three times a week. He says five times a week. So Monday through Friday, take yeah. Saturday and Sunday off. And you do this for whatever, 90 days. And you will build whole new highways of neural pathways in your brain. Things that have been uh, like neural pathways that are dead ends or like 
Breaking bad habits. Well, or like uh, he explained it like a traffic jam. They, they call it the default mode network. Okay, yeah. And so what they're saying is like you, your default mode network is all these um, what you're these pathways that have yeah. been laid through your nervous system. And a lot of them don't serve you, but yeah, what you just said, you're comfortable with them yep. because they are the pathway Habit. most traveled, That's what right? It you, is. Yeah, Re- it's, repetition. I drive the same way to work every morning. Yep. So it's the same thing for these electrical uh, signals going down your nervous system. And so what the psilocybin does is it helps break apart that default mode network so that those pathways can be relayed. You think they can help with pain? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Jordan Jordan perked up. <laughs> Put on your Grateful Dead t-shirt, buddy. <laughs> We're going to fix I your back. Sure. We're going in. Hi, <laughs> Uncle okay. He's got a nice rocking chair. I mean, also, the one thing that people need to know about mushrooms, because they are so taboo, I guess, which is well, I, Which is I'm insane. scared of the mental thing of like, oh, you're gonna go crazy if that's in your family. All of a sudden, you're gonna go ape shit and just no. and, and just like when they told you if you smoked weed, you would jump on the piano and see dragons flying. <laughs> yeah. Turns you into madness. homosexual. Your dog talk. Well, my my dad smoked weed my whole life, so I was never worried about that. But I just would always freak out when I smoked weed. I always had these panic attacks that were massive. Yeah, paranoia. Super bad. Weed but has more paranoia than mushrooms. Mushrooms is so what? different. You'll be like, what's yeah. that? Yeah. There's, what's no that? There's no paranoia. There's no paranoia, dude. None whatsoever. Where are these? <laughs> they're, they're in the gun safe. <laughs> okay. Yep. You roll up a little one, you take it, and then the lion's mane is the... Uh, like, hell helps, helps the neural pathways. So, in my opinion, it, I've seen many studies of people, like, healing old trauma, healing PTSD, healing, um, like, repetitive behaviors that they've conditioned yeah. themselves to have. Well, that's the heroin. That's, that's why you see fun like results from eyeball game the ayahuasca it's like whether it's an experience you physically had like walking down the street or an experience you mentally had but if they're both like impactful it can change everything you know so yeah it's it's weird that it does get like a bad reputation but it's like also you ever done MDMA ecstasy? I mean, it, yeah, yeah, it's like my wiener. You won't even feel it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they use it. It's so beneficial. Two, it's like, two conversations going on in parallel. Sorry, guys. You're good. You're good. You take it normally as like a party thing, and it's like you have such good nights with your friends, and you have meaningful conversations. But no one ever takes it normally and uses it as a tool, like in therapy, like with a shaman or a therapist, someone yeah. holding presence and holding court and helping you through this. I'm going in two weekends for that. For MDMA? For a heart medicine ceremony. Oh. For ayahuasca or MDMA? No, for MDMA. Can I come uh, and bring glow sticks? <laughs> it's not like that. So hang on. Right? Are, you're saying MDMA and heart medicine are synonymous? Okay. The the ceremony I went to uh, a little over a year ago, heart medicine, I think he called it white lily. Mm-hmm. And it was some sort of flower. I don't think it was. It's MDMA. sassafras. Okay. That's the flower that it's coming from. Oh. So it, it was an MDMA experience. It, it is. But that, it's that was not MDMA one, it's coming from 
not black market. It's coming from... Oh, it's coming from Brazil. Yeah, yeah. I know. From, and, yeah, from or, the rainforest. Not I know, but I'm saying like it's coming from a natural substance. What's yes, sassafras? I like... <laughs> sassafras? Yeah. Sassafras. It's a tree. It's a tree, and you uh, you ingest a flower off it, or you smoke I, it? I don't know exactly how there, they there, do it. There is a... And that's the there, heart, there, There's like an alchemist-type uh, preparation. What does it do to it. you? It opens your heart chakra. Dude, it was... Okay. It, uh, do you feel... That, it changed my life. And I, and I don't say that lightly. I went from... Was that mixed with ayahuasca, or you just no, did no, that separately? No, it's no. not a psychedelic. It there. It's just its own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Huh. It... it Oh God! I don't even. Know it's how to, natural I, I don't know Molly. How to put words to it. What is this? Really? Natural sassafras. Yeah, sassafras. The spice. <laughs> yes, but it's not the spice. But same tree, same same plant. Okay. Like I said, there, there's Are you a, thinking saffron? No, no, no. I'm thinking sassafras. Sassafras. A root beer. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it blasts your heart chakra open. Yes. And yes. you will feel love that you've never felt Because I, I went before. into this an atheist, and when he says it, blast your heart chakra open, I can tell you 100% I agree. So you feel it like an MDMA or an ecstasy kind of thing? Like it's I don't know, because I've never done like street drugs other than yes, but Let's go out to my truck. Much <laughs> less rolling. Like... The thing yeah, is, yeah, is yeah, the, yeah. The, the street drugs is just, there's well, no mix. Yeah, that's what I mean. That, yeah. It's not just it's, straight. Yes. And I don't give a fuck who's, who, who it is. They say even the straightest of straight on the streets isn't the same as this. So there's no like the crack feeling, right? Yeah, the yeah, the yeah. tweaker yeah. feeling. This, this the, is made uh, by a medicine man. In yeah. a jungle somewhere, who's chanting around a fire wall? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah but so is like, ayahuasca, the, but a blast. Right, it, but it's moon. it's not made yeah, by. But that's a, different. Uh, ayahuasca it, it is, is different, to yeah. is to blast open your your chakra system, so right? everything gets exposed and open Whoa. and cleansed. Yes. Yeah. This is your heart just blast open. Yeah. So with ayahuasca, you're because they're all open. It's completely different. Than when the other ones are in a normal state, sensory overload, and then this one gets open because we're still here, we're still present. Yeah. When you go to the moon, you can have your heart chakra <laughs> fucking open as much yeah. as you want. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's exactly what it was. It's like it blew down all those walls you put up around your like ten years of war, right? Put up some walls around my heart, and it just fucking smashed them. Like not even. It, at first, it felt like one. like a. Uh, oh, they were cracking a little bit and then it's and that that's i've never heard anyone explain it as your chakra be, was opened but that's actually the best way to explain what it felt like yeah because and in that beings that it's open is you could be like for instance i'm going to go to a ceremony there's going to be music mm-hmm. there's going to be drum like you know drum circle there's a shaman there there's a facilitator but in that state like if you were to take something like this and then go to um, go to do something where you could be hurt, like emotionally hurt, it could it could be so powerful, like it could really fuck somebody up. Yeah, there's a reason why we can cl- like we close. We off can block heart. things. We have yeah. shields yeah. because. Like when I get done with the ayahuasca ceremony, one of the first things they say is before you go back out into the world and start navigating, go home and take like an Epsom salt bath or uh, apple cider vinegar, 
to 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 root yourself back in because you're fully everything's ex- open still you need yeah and people's fucking energy into you. yeah you yeah. might it's too much it's yeah. too much you might fucking be in the grocery store and all of a sudden have a mental breakdown <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm really glad. they say that's we, why we painters the, would do have have issues because they would they would put so much of their art and heart and everything they have into their art and it would be open to people to see. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that would fuck with oh, them. Oh, that would severely. fuck with your mind. Because yeah. that's their emotional outlet. Yeah. Go cut off your yeah. ear because you you're do so crazy. I mean, but not just him. There's tons of yeah, artists yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah, but it was just yeah. like that's pouring everything you have onto a fucking canvas. And then also, like, most starving artists aren't <laughs> completely with it. You were going to say true. something. You were going to say, I'm really, actually, you said, uh, I'm actually really glad you. Fuck. Sorry, sorry. What were we um, talking about? I'm we're talking about blowing the heart chakras up and then the ceremony of being uh, like at the grocery store, being completely oh, vulnerable oh, oh, and, I, I was and really not glad. grounding. Yeah, yeah. I was really glad that we stayed an extra night in the house where we did this. Like, it was just an Airbnb, that, and this, this veterans group travels, right? And uh, so we had it for an extra night. I think it was an accident. And so Dave and I were like, fuck. I was like, I don't want to go get on. I like you're coming out of ceremony in the morning, and it's like three hours later. They're like, all right, bye. Yeah. Like, whoa, what? We're supposed to go get on I five and like drive. Go like, back to li- real life. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it's being a human's weird, man. Yeah. Yeah. So we had this Airbnb house out in the middle of nowhere. And we're like, oh, we'll just let's just stay one more night here so that we can like fucking chill out. And yeah. I'm so glad we did that. And that same group is coming through again. This year, so I'm going to go back again. And uh, same thing. I was like, hey, can we make sure we get that house for an extra night? Because I get the thought, like looking back on it now, the idea of coming out of that, sleeping a little bit, and then just having to go like jump in my car and drive back into normal life, that would that would have fucked me up, I think. Dude, that, I, I, I actually don't think that 24 hours was enough. I, I think I, you should spend a week. I like, think so, too. Yeah. The integration is a big is a big deal. Yeah. Dude, this one time, this dude was like, <laughs> our integration at the ceremony that I go to uh, starts at like 9 and is over between 11 and 12, depending on how big the group is. And this one guy's like, hey, can I actually go first? Because I, I have a job I need to go to. Oh, shit. And I'm like... No uh, way. He's doing ayahuasca, then getting up and going to work? Yeah. Wow. And, but the thing is, is that it was his first time. Oh, and sure. all I can think is, bro, you don't understand. When you leave this love bubble right here, and you get in your car, and all of a sudden you start driving, you're going to be like, whoa, this is weird. And you're going to start revisiting this whole thing that you just went through that doesn't ever go away. And then you're going to get to, like, your real life shit, and you're going to be like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> it's yeah, weird dude yeah. I remember even like Talking to Vanessa Before she had done it And me coming home And me like I'm blasted Wide open And I'm like Really loving her And she's like Wanting to get all this Fucking goats done And the kids and, <laughs> Oh chores And I'm like Wait a minute I no, just want to talk to you yeah, For a minute And come here And like And she's like I don't have time for that And I remember just being like Oh, oh. <laughs> like daggers right in my fucking heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, fuck. even things like I remember this way more when I first started as a younger man. But you smoke weed, the weed wears off. But it's like you're still like perceptive. You still feel more. Um, you kind of have just a higher 
perception of the people around you, the awareness around you. And like, it can create like awkward situations and stuff. But I think, yeah, you do certain things like that and it makes you more vulnerable. It makes you more aware. It makes you more cognizant of just the surroundings around you. And it's weird how certain drugs will do that. Whereas like alcohol, you don't care what's around you. Like it blanks out everything. But whereas drugs will amplify things and, you know, you can do too much. It can be overwhelming. But at the same time, sometimes it's nice to get overwhelmed and have those epiphanies or realizations. But it's a weird, it's a weird line to toe. I mean, look at Paul Stamets. He ate 25 grams of mushrooms, forgot how to stutter, hung up in a tree for a long yeah. period of time, and has been good ever since. Yeah. All because he 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 went way over the threshold. Are you a, a McKenna guy at all? Um, I know about him. I Here's the thing, Kozak. Now you're going to get me into the fucking conspiracy shit theory oh, shit. Oh, boy. Uh, you're is, fine. Go is, I don't care. Yes, I, I am... There's a lot of people, okay? There's a lot of people who I think have very good information, Mm. but they also part, like, they've been working with and for the CIA and all this different fucking shit, and so I don't know where the waters have been muddied. Yeah. So my answer is yes, I am, Yeah. but I'm not going to say... I'm fully in on the fucking stoned ape theory. No, I'm no, not, no, no, no. Uh, um, is that is that Terrence McKenna? Is that is he the yeah, stoned? Yeah, that's ape guy? his. Okay. But I think he was interesting in like his ideas of how drugs affected culture and his relationship to technology because like he died in like what I don't know the mid nineties or something. But his uh, what he thought the internet was going to become and like his little proliferation <laughs> speeches and stuff. I find it very interesting, but he was, I mean, he I, just seemed to have an expand conscious hun- yes, and he that, was a guy that was a proponent of mushrooms and just, yes. he, he was an interesting cat to very, read. Very. And you know, um, I always talk about the book, brave new world. Yeah. The author of that Huxley. is Aldous Huxley. All, all Huxley and yeah. he's the one who wrote doors of perception. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all about. Another psychedelic mescaline trip. Out. Shit, that's the doors, that, right? right? That's yeah. the whole thing. So, and if someone asked me, like, well, you know, what do you think Aldous Huxley? I think he should probably be hung in Times Square. No. However, there's <laughs> there's many things about him that I have learned that he has, like... That are interesting. Yeah, and, you like, you can learn shit from even the most evil person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I look at Hitler was... Like, had good leadership qualities. He had a lot of he, good. He shit. had an evil mind, but his leadership qualities were pretty fucking. Sound, <laughs> okay, well, right? you said that Hitler. I'm going to say was also the first guy to go green because he captured all the shit and the piss of everyone, and he captured it to create methane. And he thought if we get cut off from oil, which every war oil is the biggest thing, we can burn propane and methane and turn it into that. See, that's so high, that's high level strategy, right? Yeah. yeah. So he was the first guy to go green back in. The he floor. did all sorts of all sorts of shit. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> so anyway, psychedelics. Yeah. I mean, so, but it's weird that people can be pieces of shit, but you can have a good idea. Doesn't mean it's not a good idea. It's just you're still a 
fucking piece of, piece of shit. Of shit. Yeah. The other thing I find interesting is that through these psychedelics and these these spiritual enlightenments and these journeys that these people have gone on or or have written about since the fucking beginning of time, really, through in, whether it's ancient indigenous cultures or all the way up until present day, whether it's McKenna or fucking Aubrey Marcus or Joe Rogan or modern philosophers philosophers, or Aldous Huxley for that matter. Yeah. Charles Manson. Like there's, there's something about it that I'm going to say the powers that be, they know about it because they do it. They write books about it. They've been doing these things for a long time. Yeah. So it goes back to that power thing I was talking about earlier is I truly believe they use these psychedelics and these rituals in sacred geometry and spellcraft and witchcraft as black magic, as, as modern day sorcery. And I am wondering if the way that you beat black magic sorcery is through white magic. Rather than using this black magic and this, this, these programs and operations and fucking crazy shit that they have been doing for God knows how long on the human population with usually without consent until it's 50 years later. And they're like, Oh, by the way, we were giving you guys syphilis for a while, but they consent to build the pyramids. I don't think so. (laughs) No. So my point is, is that, as they, as they do these things to manipulate us, to deceive us, to invert the history, rewrite history, uh, tamper genetics and the, the natural default way of the human mind working, I believe that we can use these psychedelics, these spiritual enlightenment, and all of these things for the positive side to create... A higher vibration to create more love, more harmony, connection, trust, respect, and and sovereignty, freedom, self-reliance. Because I don't think that violence beats sorcery, if that makes sense. Yeah, because it's based off of hate and evil. And that's what it feeds off of. And it, would, it reminds me of like trying to shoot a ghost. Like, do you do jujitsu on the ghost? Do you shoot the ghost? Do you stab the ghost? No. The way that you fight the ghost is you confront the ghost and you use your intention and you say, shine the light you, on. Shine the, you say, hey, you are not allowed here. This is my presence. This is my terrain. You have to address it in a different way. Yeah, and I believe that most of the weapons being—I mean, not all of them—there, there's clearly real fucking physical destruction, but a lot of the weapon is mind weapon of black magic sorcery to me. Well, if you get a society to collapse, you don't have to come in with tanks no. because everything's already burned to the ground. Uh huh. Yeah, and that's what feels weird at the moment in this culture in this world that we live in is that things feel so iffy and off and feel like there's manipulation. Absolutely. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 I think so, we should call a uh, pee break. Okay. Yeah. Let's do yeah. it. So I've been back. growing my own tobacco. Yes. And some of them are like the the tobacco that grew on the hygge culture with the electroculture rods grew into two 
So it comes out of the two. Each stalk is probably that thick around. The leaves are probably that long and that wide. God, you like got bigger Louis, leaves than Louisville I do. Louisville sluggers with some. But the, here's the deal is what I found. So not all of them are like that. I have a bunch planted, but most are not like that. Most are still fucking tiny. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's what I have. So if you noticed, maybe yours is different, but I noticed that mine is maturing from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. So it's turning yellow. On the bottom leaves, is it flowering on top? Because that's the biggest question yeah, but I, I have. You got to take that off unless you want. You now it's too late. Unless Just let it go to it. seed. Yeah, you each one of those Just pods. Keep, those seeds are the seeds you gave me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, that tobacco, it's gone past when you let it to flower. You constantly yeah. rip that flower. Yeah, yeah I, I always am pinching, pinching the flower off as soon as it goes because I want all of my energy to be going into the leaves. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it'll grow little suckers. Like, it, you'll have the stalk growing up, and then you'll have the leaf growing out, and then at a 45-degree angle, another one will start growing, and you got to pinch that so it's off. it's like a cola on a weed plant. It keeps growing up and up, yeah, and yeah. you just want to concentrate it into the leaves, into the leaves. for the growth. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, so I did I, let some go to flower because then the flower goes to bud, and then each one of those buds will turn yeah. brown and dry off, and there's fucking 5,000 seeds in each one of those. So we should have tobacco for the rest of our lives. Dude, this okay. all came from 10 seeds you I gave know, me, and I, I have I, a I bunch of it. tobacco. But hang on. Okay, because I'm gardening with Cisco, because I let it flower, okay. what about the leaves that I do have? No, you can still have it. You can still just... But does it lose like uh, nicotine no, potency? I don't and think stuff? so. I think it's, it's just, just I'm just diminishing size. the size it's of just my tobacco leaves. Yep. Okay. Because you're getting seed rather than so. Yeah. So I'm you're fruitful. just putting energy somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't turn into soy. No. Okay. It doesn't turn into soy. So but what I was like, getting at is I was saying you want to know something fucked up, even though it's not fucked up, is I have picked some of the yellow leaves, let them dry. And one night, I so they're all dried, and I have like old man Sherlock Holmes pipe. Uh-huh. So I packed the pipe, and I fucking hit this thing. And I'm not shitting you guys. I about went face first into the grass. <laughs> I never smoked anything with so much power, dude. Really? really? Oh my god! Have Have you guys watched uh, How to Change Your Mind? It's a miniseries. I started on, to. I didn't. I didn't. No. The, the first psychedelic it. drug he uses is tobacco. Really? Yeah, dude. I was. It was dark out, and I was standing in my pump house of my my well pump, and I'm just a flash going, of light, and I know? inhale in, and all of a sudden I blow out, and it was like shoo, and all of a sudden I'm like whoa, and it's like ringing in my ears and it's like yeah. and I'm like feeling really really light almost like levitating off of the the ground I take a deep breath and it was like whoosh and I'm like grounded I run inside and I'm like Vanessa she's like what I'm like I <laughs> hit smoked this. <laughs> <laughs> hit this shit yeah, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I'm like I smoked my tobacco she goes okay I'm like <laughs> No. Congratulations, um, sweetheart. Yeah. I think it's different than like a Marbred or a Camel Light because I about just face planted into the fucking grass off of one hit. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah. 
So here, I'm here to tell you, whenever you do dry this and you smoke it, I need your opinion of like, have you ever had something so fucking strong to where, I don't know, dude, it's it's bizarre. But (laughs) I want to make sure that because I chew, I would prefer chewing over the smoking, even though I do enjoy smoking. There's something about smoking the fucking pipe that I really like. I, I, I love a cigar. A, uh, I love a I pipe. I a path of smoking out of a pipe. Hey, for a while. microphone is key. Yeah, sorry, guy. But I would like to make my own chew, and Mark's going to have his apple cider press. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to go and get fresh apple cider from him. Yeah. And then he also has honey or molasses. Yeah. And then you, I'm going to go back home, and I'm going to... Put those together, the apple cider and Dude, the honey. Can I be the first guy to buy a can yes. of dip off of you, yes. Tyler? Yes. I, I'm bag. putting in an order for a walk <laughs> yes. right now. Dude. It's going to be a mason jar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and even I'm going to fucking mix it all up and boil it down until it's like a, a thick syrup. Yeah. 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 And then I'm going to chop up the tobacco leaves and I'm going to fucking mix it in there. And then I'm just going to pack mason jars full of it. Okay. So you I put have a little a, sugar in there. Yeah. But it's from the molasses, molasses or the honey. Or the honey. Okay. So when you pick the leaves, do you wait for them to start to turn yellow, or yes. you do them when they're green? Because mine are all still green. No, I'm no, harvesting you, a lot of things. Wait till they still- turn yellow, because here's the deal about tobacco that I found. Mm-hmm. It's full of ammonia. Okay. Really? Yes. It was so poisonous, dude. It's so poisonous. <laughs> <laughs> it I know why you. you went down outside the well house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's very poisonous. So what happens is as long as the it's green, there's chlorophyll in it. Uh-huh. And the chlorophyll, if the chlorophyll's in it, then the ammonia's in it. The ammonia's with the chlorophyll. Or the, yeah. I don't know if it's with it, but they're yeah. like together. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So as long as there's no green... In the part that you're ingesting, eating, smoking, whatever. I ate a piece of green. You're good. And you'll know. You'll know because, well, I've eaten a chunk of it too. Yeah. I felt like I maybe (laughs) had diarrhea. (laughs) No, probably. You didn't eat enough of it. You have to have more. But I know on some of the leaves that still were like kind of light brown, but a little bit yellow still. Mm-hmm. When I, if you smoke those, uh, <laughs> it, it does this thing in your lung where like oh. it zaps the oxygen out of your lung. You'll be oh, like, you, you like can't you get a breath. Hole so then I lung? looked up, and that's the ammonia. And so really? it's like, yeah, it's ammonia will will dep- like it sucks the oxygen out. It's weird. It's and like, also give you chemical. Burn. So I guess yeah. that's yeah, why like when you see using video- bleach and fucking whatever in bathtubs. Yeah, like that was what was killing those ladies back in the day. Yep. So I guess that's why when you see or you get tobacco or you see videos of like big uh, cigar rolling plants, it's all just those ultra brown leaves. Yeah, and it's not like cured. you pick green weed and you dry it. It's green. Yeah. But you want it to cure in that brown, that late harvest state, like a fall leaf falling from the tree. Yes. So you're plucking these as they're turning brown or are you letting them dry out and they turn brown on hanging? Um, it depends. Like, if they're already turning brown and they're like yellow, mm-hmm. I pick them, yeah. and then I just go put them on a rack. I I find it easiest just to stack them together. They're really sticky. If I don't know if you've noticed, but I don't have stickiness yet. Oh. Other things, but not, okay, <laughs> not nah. the tobacco. <laughs> they're fucking sticky. Really? 
ridiculously sticky. It drives me nuts. Maybe I, don't I like let the flowering them. go too big. No, nah, so they'll still be sticky. Hmm. I have a bunch flowered too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, have you, you really picked any of them? Yeah. Uh, not off the plant. I, like I said, I ate that no, piece, d- but they're all still green. If you picked things off of the plant, your fingers would be fucking sticky. Maybe it does have a huh. little bit of a residue. It, oh, on, on the bottom side of the leaves, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's sticky. And you'll notice because like any dirt or dust or bugs yeah. will be stuck on the leaves. Yeah. It's like a fly trap. <laughs> a little mouse trap. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, as long as as long as it's brown... And you can tell, like I said, if you smoke it and it has this weird fucking thing that it does, there's still ammonia in it. <laughs> if you smoke it and it's like smooth and it tastes like really good, nice tobacco, hey, you're golden. But there is a fermentation process that you can do to make it last forever, you know, like they do with cigars and shit. I'm not yeah. a professional. I'm just figuring it out. Like yeah. I said, I'm yeah, but how ammonia. Fun, I'm a how, how, yeah. how fun is that going to be when you when you can roll a cigar? It's going to be rad, dude. Are you fucking kidding? I think more the idea that Stanaway's homemade dip comes in mason jars. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be the greatest. Do, do you but know what that would go for on the internet where you, you need you should actually trademark that? Etsy? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, people will be, it'll be like the cool thing to have, like, oh, a, mason a mason jar mason dip jar in your fridge. Yeah. Yeah. Then you start selling them in those little ramekin ones. Uh-huh. The little baby ones. So <laughs> yeah. Can, people yeah. Like, try to pack it. <laughs> But that is kind of the fun thing about, like, a garden is life, and it provides, like, that. my wife does so much for the garden. I help out. I'm the man I provide. Yeah. <laughs> I pay the bills, <laughs> yeah. and I do that kind of stuff, and it's like, but she really does a lot of the work for it. And uh, we know this year, yeah, <laughs> this year has been, like, an awesome year. Every night, all I do is I grill peppers. And I grill meat. Mm-hmm. And the amount of peppers, I mean, I have my tomatoes, I got my peas, I got all my good stuff, but this is global warming's been awesome, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. My pepperoncinis are so fucking big this year. Yep. All my peppers. And it's just been, it's fun because it's just, what do I do with this? Do I can this? Do I make this into pepperoncinis for an amazing Italian sandwich? Do I just grill them? And it's the most delicious thing I've ever ever had yeah but it's fun and you walk out there like you get home from work and you're like this has been a nuts kind of day and you go out in your garden and it's a little bit of a reset and you get to check in on things and what you're monitoring is a slower pace of life oh yeah and when you it's real life yeah and so that pulls you away from your busy day and so you just do a a quick pass through and it's a Just walking through and taking your tour, yeah, was was enough for me to feel a little bit of that. And well, I have I and because at your house, where yeah, sta- I went over I, to Stanaway's house and he, he oh. walked me through the garden, yep. just like going over to your house and walking through the garden and then going through the woods and you pointing out every little thing that's growing. Like you, the fact that you know all these little plants that are growing and like, oh, this is this. Tyler's so much. Tyler is a man. It, it's nuts. But I mean, your yours mm. yours is very much like. I, I had the same feeling when I went over to Kozak's. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, it's just nice here." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it's Kazakhstan. Yeah, I I have my domain. Fuck yeah, you do. Yeah, Mike Zedong and <laughs> yeah. Kazakhstan. Yeah, Emperor of Kazakhstan. But that's what life is supposed to be about, isn't that the American dream? Having your little that, piece that's of the serenity, dream, those things like, that you pursue that 
just bring you happiness. That's what we're all striving for. But it's crazy because, like, you guys are doing it. And so many people have houses, and they, they yeah, get Yeah, but to, you have like, a house. Hey, you have, you, know, no, you no. know what? I, I don't want to get too deep into personal, like, my, what's going on right now. But I'm about to move from suburbia back out into the woods, and I'm feeling pretty fucking good about it. <laughs> yeah. and i'm yeah. feeling pretty fine and that's a great Dude. that's a great mindset because yeah you, because you can be free yeah, yeah. oh you're going yeah. and to being free the, is like i keep saying like, it's a yeah. lot of responsibility it's a long drive after work it's a long drive in the morning but stepping out of the truck in the afternoon getting back there and just able to <sighs> and you're gonna find the, you're gonna find the hardship Right, you're gonna find the 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 winter, and you're gonna find, but then that's also gonna be a you live in the season. I was just gonna, gonna say, gonna I think nice I'm gonna prefer thing. the hardship. Yeah, that, I think I'm gonna not want to come back in to civilization. No, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking. He's gonna be yeah. looking for yeah. fucking wool. You know. Yeah. Well, we he, were just outside, just saying that. It's like Jordan and I just came back from a very fun elk hunting oh, trip. So fun, and it's like let's get into you that. come back to work, and it's like. Dude, I was just where nature was nature. God, I was in God's country. And now I'm working Mm. for the man. And it just. You're in Klaus Schwab country. You know what that is? Exactly. It hurts. We should all all go on a, a backpacking trip. Yes, yeah. We should get a group of us and go on. It's a called deer hunting, and we're going October fourteenth. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. There you go. Yeah. You there should come, is. Tyler, if you want. October fourteenth. Yeah, you don't need a gun 15? or a license if you don't. Want, you just come. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me put it. Let me see what's going on. If I don't, where are we going? Mountains. In the woods. <laughs> okay. We'll tell you. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we did this before, <laughs> and there's so much editing. It was like forty-five seconds would go by, and it's like, and that's why it's going to be the best place ever with macadamia nuts okay like, well fuck what? it we're going backpacking that's all i need to know yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah, yeah. dude for how many days four or five yeah. uh it depends how long you want to hunt for i mean hunting seasons a week but uh and you could probably I, get i think your i took monday tuesday then. off so saturday sunday monday tuesday yeah so head up friday after work yeah. saturday sunday monday yeah and we can eat and i, I can take I run the project, so I can take as many days <laughs> off as I need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't. Um, I don't. But no, this I'm trying to share my honey holes. Like yeah, I've yeah. Uh, well, okay. So let's get into it a little bit because <laughs> we went to one. And we went to the original spot. This hurts my heart to it, hear this. It, it, well, so it's hang just on. like oh fuck. Hang on, before you get too deep into this, what was our little segue there? Because there was something I wanted to bring up, and then we got sidetracked by backpacking and hunting. Uh, we were talking about the gardens and the gardens being great and you moving out. Life, to, American oh, dream. Moving out to the woods, not wanting to come back in. Lost it. Well, hey. That's small dick energy. It's, it's cruising altitude. <laughs> that's cruising altitude uh, no. right there, dude. Uh, so we went on the hunting trip. Uh, we didn't get anything, but that's okay. We still got what we needed. You don't get anything in Washington State with a general tag. Well, you, you do, but it's, it's just it's you need a it's tough two weeks. It's tough because Three weeks. you're pulled by you're pulled by your job, and that's what's tough about it. Because um, I, I truly think if we would have gone out there, found the spot that we we're in, uh, and stayed out there in the woods, because we still we still went back to camp. And I think if we would have gone and done like a used that camp as like a resupply and then stay out in the woods and had yeah. a week out there, yeah. I think we'd I think we'd all be, be fine. packing meat back. Yes. 
Um, but the the first spot we went realized that there wasn't anything happening. And that's where Kozak's saying, like, yeah, you know, it's it's heartbreaking because you find you find these spots and you find uh, your heart wants to be there because you've you've had this and it's like oh this experience animals I've had over here. the past twenty years in this spot apparently yeah. have just been out of control and I stumbled upon it in the end and it was just animals yeah. every day animals bugling elk mad at you elk wanting to fight elk oh, wanting shit. to fuck elk yeah. wanting to lead their harem which so did you, you pick? so so. Fuck. <laughs> fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck, dude. This uh, is how we get the animal. But that's the thing. Like, you, we're we're pulled by time restraints because if we would have stayed there for a week, who knows? It may have lit up, and just all of a sudden, it's on fire, and we don't know, and we will never know because we're not out there right now. But where we were at the time, it wasn't it wasn't working. So we made the call, and or you know, Kozak brought us to another spot over there, and. It was kind of slow, but it was probably one of the coolest, uh, picturesque places I've ever been in Washington, oh. and I've been in a lot of places. It looked, it felt like it was like this is. I was trying to take as many pictures as I could. Looks like Alaska. Like, dude. It, it I say like, it every time. It looks like Alaska, but like it's Washington, and it is, and it looks like Alaska because when so people, angry I wasn't there. I'll show you pictures, and it's it's it was mm. phenomenal. Yeah. Um. And, uh, well, I posted pictures on our Instagram. So, uh, it was, on, it was on just yours or on the, on, 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 on the enlightening in the air. Okay. Um, but it, it, it was just, you, we went out there and it was like, Oh, this is, this is what I was waiting for. Like yeah. this. Cause you know, I, I like, um, we started side. with a high desert hunt yeah. and then we end like high desert where the desert grasslands meets the tree lines heading up. And then the second one was like, Mountainous. let's go to the top of the Cascades and I will show you where the animals are. And this she, is my honey hole. Yeah. And we, we hiked, what was it? Seven miles, mm-hmm. seven miles up and there wasn't a lot below. And then as we went up, fired off a call and they started calling back. And it was just like, holy it's shit. like the sonar going out. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. And then, yeah. And then they're not just back. sonar crashing. Booming. It's oh, thick. Charging through the You brush. have yeah. 25, 30, 50 yards, 60 sometimes yeah. around you, depending in the large timber. But then there's always vegetation and stuff. Bushes. And I'm, I'm you will hike through the woods, and you're like, there's nothing out here. And it's like, Jordan, give a bugle. And you hear boom, 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 boom. And you're like, Running's on, my friend. Yeah. And it just lights off in that season. I'm so season. fucking angry. I was not with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, <coughs> it was and, some and of you the, still want to go somewhere else next year. Yeah. Yes. Because, and, and the, the reason is because of the loss. Oh, okay. Because you had the, the spike only business. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Eastern Washington is, is tough. Um, I like to hunt. What if we take Washington. a hacksaw and just cut them off real quick? We, we talked it's about everything's it. Everything's been said. <laughs> we were like so rocks. Times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like in, in, in Eastern Washington was beautiful. Um, yes, it is. Uh, and there's a lot of like where <laughs> it, uh, very much where you grew up, you know, it's, it's yeah. that same kind of feel. Um, it was dusty and we're getting du- and and that's fine. And I got yeah. no, th- no problem with that, but I'm used to being in like the, 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 soil. the woods, yeah. the, large right? timber. the rainforest. Yeah. So we get up yeah. to the, so we start going, we find a bull 
and and I don't mean like a bowl, like a, a, a elk B-O, bowl, B-O-W-R. but we found like yeah. yeah. So there's this big bowl that we hike into, and all of a sudden, call. He's like, "Hey, go ahead and call." And I was like, "Hey, it seems a little early. Okay, whatever." And they start firing off, and it's like, "Oh shit, we're in them!" All right, yeah. and then we start walk, keep going, keep going, keep going, working our way up, and now we're like a little bit further up this bowl where like the call will project out and there's like two or three of them in here and they're firing back. And then all of a sudden they start just talking amongst themselves and it's like, Oh, we just did that. We went in there and we're, I am talking to an instigated it. Yeah. Yeah. And these things are going, going off. And then, um, we ended up seeing a big bowl. It, It was a good size bowl. And it's, it's always that fun thing where it's like, okay, we're four foot, apart maybe 10 foot apart and my experience of it was i saw this bowl stand up but if you're a couple feet that way you didn't necessarily see the same thing i saw so we all have this different interpretation of what just went on but you know we're piecing it all together and then it's like that was a that was a 300 inch plus bowl it was just a massive bowl like this (laughs) stood up and like turned and started running down and I just get a glimpse of this big rack that's running down. And like, I, I mean, we're looking at probably an 1100 pound animal, 12, Jesus. a 10 hundred pound animal or a yeah. you know, thousand pound animal. And then another one goes running off in the <coughs> other direction. And it's just like, this is fucking nuts. We're like, all right, well, do we chase it? Well, just keep moving up a little bit further. And then all of a sudden we find another meadow and it's like, holy shit. Like this is where I'd be if I was a bull. And then we kind of get up there and sneak into this meadow. And I have a video of it. And Kozak's like, you know, he's at point and he's walking in. And I'm kind of staying back. And we get out there and check this place out. And there's there's no bulls, but it's a nice, natural, grassy, like, wallow. wallow. There was a couple wallows in the middle of this, like, field. And it's just like, you know, it, whatever, put a field in the middle of the woods. Yeah. And just like, this is where they want to be. Yeah. And then we're like, all right, well, let's given another call and one fires off like 200 yards into the woods and it starts coming at us. And then we're like, Oh shit. Uh, 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 (laughs) Now what do we do? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's a scrambles to like figure out a tactic. And then like, that's kind of the nice thing is like first time us hunting bull or uh, elk together. And then like realizing, okay, well maybe we fucked up on this a little bit. So now we can do this. And like the teamwork that goes into that. And like, I I think I've said this before on the recording is that, I'm more interested in the team tactics than I am in being the guy who fires the arrow. Well, I also have to say I've done a lot of shooting and with Jordan because of you, and you've been so kind to bring us into this. You're talking about archery? No, no like just shooting, just shooting, just shooting. guns. Oh. You've and he's been. He was my little battle buddy in the fucking, oh, yeah, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like I know how he kind of moves and works a little bit. In a uh, little, yeah. we start doing hand signals far away, and it's like yeah, everyone gets lost because we don't have a designated thing. But it's like we have a bit of rapport, and it seemed to yeah. have been working out well hunting. But I that, have that's to a, think there's that's a real been, deal. That's that's legit. Um, I was just listening to dude. I want uh, you would be super proud. We came up to something, and I'll go. Oh, you gave him linear danger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Mike went, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. No, he's yeah. like, I walked off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eat shit, dude. <laughs> um, oh, God damn it. Sorry. Do it again. 
the the hand signals in the middle of hunting working together with oh, yeah, the partner yeah. and understanding their body language and yeah. just knowing their movements so i was just listening to sean ryan's latest uh podcast with one of the the grs guys who fought in benghazi and that's the program i worked on in the cia and he was talking about how difficult the it's not really an assessment and selection it's more like a just show up and perform and either you have what they're looking for or you don't and it was it was a hard it was a hard three week course, or challenge whatever you want to call it, but there was an element of my buddy Dave Fireman Dave who was on whatever episode that was like five or whatever. He and I had been in the same platoon in Second Ranger Battalion, so anytime the two of us were hitting the kill house together, it was like real smooth and fluid and whatnot. And I don't the instructors caught on at some point, but having that familiarity with another person where you just kind of yeah. understand their movements, their body language. And the other thing I remember is that walking through the woods at night with nods on or out in the desert or wherever we were up in the mountains, you could tell, I could look at someone from behind and see their silhouette. Cause you, you just see like different shades of green, right? The sky is real bright the stars are bright. And then your, your friends are just like black silhouettes almost. We knew each other from our silhouettes. And to this yeah. day, I still recognize Greg from behind, like, not Whoa. so much. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know his silhouette. Like, yeah. if he's facing yeah, yeah, away yeah, from yeah. me, I know the silhouette of him. And, and I know his gait and how he walks. Yeah. Well, that's something in the woods, man. Like, you're walking in semi-thick stuff, and your buddy's walking 20, 30 yards away. And it's like, it can, one person can be at a super fast gait, and someone else is at a slow gait. You know, but you kind of learn the person you're hunting with or the person you're walking with, and you learn to use as a team, and it's just familiarity, you know, with that person. Yeah. You're learning them. And so to plug Training Northwest just a little bit, that's kind of what we were trying to push with the rifle camp is I was hoping guys would come out in, like, groups of friends, like, yeah. hey, man, if you guys sign up, I'll sign up kind of deal. <laughs> so that they would start to begin to have a little bit of that, where if you spend a lot of time together out doing that kind of stuff, you like I said, you whether it's athletics or running around on a flat range or humping a backpack around in the woods, you start to recognize, or even rolling. Like, you know each other's styles yeah. when you roll, yeah. right? It's when, when you do these kinds of things together, you start to recognize each other, not just by visual, like, light reflecting off your face, you start to recognize how they move, what their patterns. What, exactly. Well, it's also been scientifically proven. Like I've talked about this on my podcast before. They did this study of a, you know what a Belgian horse is? Yeah. They're a fucking huge, like yeah. bigger like than Clydesdale style. Yeah, big. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're the bigger. ones with the huge yep. necks. Yep. That are yep. like, big yep. ass draft yeah. horses. Yeah. And they said that I'm not going to get the numbers exactly correct, but. The people listening will get the fucking message. We don't. Okay. Facts don't matter. So here. it's all heart. Yeah. This is heart. Yeah. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. Exactly, buddy. They take one Belgian draft horse and it can pull 4,000 pounds. Mm. Okay. Then they take two draft horses and it can pull 10,000 pounds. Okay. Jesus. So it added an extra 2,000 oh, in there when they put two. Okay. Two horses can pull 10,000 so pounds. So these, okay. these horses. Let me, let me. Okay, hold on, hold on one second. Then, <laughs> then, if the two horses are friends, they can pull like 14,000 pounds. 
if the two horses are brothers or friends that have been raised since birth together, it was like 20,000 pounds. So they get the, stride together, the high, break the higher inertia and the, friction. Yeah. The, 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 the more connection, bond, and familiarity and love that the two beings have, they can exponentially increase their capabilities by more than if I can lift 100 pounds and you can lift 100 pounds. Man. But together, yeah. we don't know each other. We can lift 400, but the more we bond together, we can actually lift 1,000. Now, now imagine the Snohomish County Sheriff walking into Greg's gym and saying, you have to shut down. Yeah, no, oh, it's not going to work. Yeah. It's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's, you, you have a, a fucking... <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just not it's going to work. The sheriff won't. Can you imagine that headline? It wouldn't be uh, the sheriff. Sheriff's, get sheriff's shut down. department wiped out. No, yeah. it's gonna. It, it would have to be something way more like the fucking okay. one of those military SWAT rigs that show up or something where they're all they got the bulletproof fucking shields yeah, and there, there is a matter of numbers where if they have more numbers they just win. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Drone. But how we go? About they're not all going to go know home. you were in a fight. It, they're not all going to go home. No. Some of them are going to lay there with us. <laughs> oh, without question. <clears throat> without question. So, anyways, that was my moral of the story of rapport with you guys hunting. So, psychedelics. Feeling, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's that's 100% true. And I, that's I, act, That actually I, does tie into psychedelics. Sorry to cut you off. But that energy connection amongst people, you actually... Uh, it's almost like the, the antennas get a little more fired up under the psychedelics, and you start to become aware of those, those connections amongst people. And people think that's woo-woo shit, but if you look at the universe and accepted chemistry and, and uh, you know, what, what holds two atoms together to form a molecule? Energy. Yeah, energy. Yeah, what, what keeps the, the nucleus together, the, the, proton, or the protons and the neutrons? Energy. What keeps the electrons from flying away off into space? Energy. So literally, our physical universe is held together. It's, 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 uh, it's actual physical mass is fairly small compared to its space, mm-hmm. right? Well, we're so an energy. And it's being. all these little miniature particles held together by fucking energy. Mm-hmm. So to say that organisms like human beings can't be connected by energy, what, what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah. What, why is it that we accept that the, the very elements that make up our bodies are held together by energy, but we couldn't be? Well, it's like you ever hear those things about people that go traumatic experiences together, whether it's a hijacking or like a 9-11 thing, and they could be married to someone else, but they go through such a traumatic event yeah. with a person, oh, yeah. they divorce their spouses, and they marry this person because one event that time space of you and the things around you. But yeah. what happened in that particular, you could be sitting in a grass field all day and nothing happens, or you could be in a tower collapsing well, and yeah. it's the most impactful thing. So when thing you die, your, life. your brain releases, is it MDMA? So everything. DMT. Yeah. DMT. Sorry. Yeah. DMT. So I wonder if when you're having these extreme fears, you know, experiences like a hijacking, mm-hmm. if they're not having a DMT experience. Well, especially so, with DMT. And I, and I also think that if you go, like, I think that you can... Well, uh, isn't that uh, something that they do with couples therapy? I was just going to say... Some of that... 
But I, especially I DMT, was, hang on, because you said that's naturally released for your brain. And then if people go through extreme measures together, DMT gets released from your brain. But DMT is part of... I don't know that Let me does, say this I'm right. Guessing. Hang on. Ayahuasca? Yes. Uh, so it's part of that. But what did they also want to call it before that? They wanted to call it telepathy. Because when people originally did it, scientists then reported it. They said, we all did post-ceremony and we... I could feel I was thinking everyone's thoughts, but during the experience, I felt like we we're all talking. So if you can put something like that into people, like a condition, a mindset, when you go through an experience, it releases a chemical that bonds you not only from your own physical manifestation of life and time space, but into someone else's, well, the next you just got up. bonded yeah. Yeah. for life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The one where it's, it's a, uh... That's your new fuck, buddy. It, it, the, go ahead. No, you... Okay. So, I know I've talked to Tyler. <laughs> we went on Tyler's podcast, and I talked about the ayahuasca ceremony I went to. But I don't think I've told it on this one, where the first night, we did the heart medicine, and that was... Elizabeth? Like, What's it called? Uh, Sassafras. Sassafras. I'm sorry. Yeah, bad uh, memory. And, uh, yeah. Cruising altitude. Cruising altitude. Um, and then they followed that up with a, I think he said it was 60-40 it was mix of psilocybin and uh, ayahuasca. And, bro, I remember, like, <laughs> taking, my, <laughs> taking my eye shades off. Yeah. And I could see above every, everybody sitting around the room, little hippie drum circle, right? Yeah. And uh, you could see, like, this. It, it almost looked like a serpent. Right, it's going above everybody's head, and somehow I just knew it's the energy, like it's connecting. It's quite so quaddle, yeah, dude. exactly. Yeah, fine. We're all connected in this room, and then I, I put my eye shade back down because, all right, this this, it's it's all special operations guys, and so the energy in the room is very alpha male. Yeah, and it's like heavy. Oh, bro, <laughs> dudes are swinging like mad like. I'm looking around. They're swinging fucking swords, and <laughs> Dave, Dave was shooting. Dave's fucking shooting arrows at something off, like that I can't see. And I was like, you know what? It's too much. And I put my eye shades back down, and when I put them back up later, one of the things the the guide, I guess you would call him, had asked us, you know, pre ceremony, is what is your heritage? I was like, shit, I don't know. I'm like European mutt, like British, Irish. Whatever. Yeah. And uh white dude. Yeah. But you know, some guys knew it. And so I'm sitting there and I look around and every I can't see their faces anymore because they're wearing a war mask. Like I'm look Dave Dave Fireman Dave was yeah. wearing a helmet and nods and I looked to my uh, my left, the guy there, he was Mexican and he had on like an Aztec warrior, you know, bone through the nose, big like pointed, you know, horns and shit and across from me dude was uh like Swedish Nordic or whatever. And he had like a berserker mask with leather and rivets and steel, you know, everything matched everybody's heritage. And uh, I was like, well, that's all right. Well, we're definitely having the hallucinations. And so the next morning at, at uh, integration, I brought it up. I was like, I could see all your, like there was a point where I knew who was sitting where, but I could no longer see your face. Yeah. And actually at one point we went outside cause we're, it's starting to like, we're starting to come out a little bit. And I was sitting out on the back deck, and I was like, I got to ask, who is this? Because I, I literally can't see your face through your war mask. And everybody else was, there's 13 of us. And we're going around the horn in integration. They're like, oh, 
Yeah, I saw, I saw Mike's war mask too. What did it look? Uh, oh, for real? What? And we're comparing notes, and we're like, "Holy sh!" Okay, thirteen people saw the saw same the war same mask thing. on the same on the same Telepathy. person. So, so is that a hallucination? No, that no, yeah. no. And I want to go into that for a second because that is something about the DMT or these these psychedelics is allowing you to expand your consciousness consciousness enough or unlocking something or taking the governor off like i don't know exactly what's going on but it's allowing you to get to the next i would say realm the next realm up okay yeah and and in that realm is not the same as what we're in right now this is the 3d realm the realm of form and matter which creates division and separation because in order to have form and matter, there has to be a division and separation without, if, if everything was one, it would, there would be no form or matter, right? Time and space. And but in that material. place, there is no form and matter and there is no time. It's all one. Everything's connected. And that place is the same place that we've all been in when we've either daydreamed we have meditated and went from, say, me sitting. Let's say I st- we all start meditating right now, right here in the garage. <clears throat> we can get to a place. Sorry to interrupt real quick. Did you go to one of those breathing clinics at Greg's gym? No, I'm, I ah. couldn't. I couldn't. I wish that I did. Yeah. I have to meet that guy. Yes. So we start meditating right now. And we're each our individual person. We're in a, a, a place. We're at somewhere. It's the certain time. But we can get to a point when we go deep enough inside and focus on our breath to where I go from sitting here in this chair to, uh, I don't know, somewhere or nowhere. It's, I yeah. go from Tyler as an individual from somebody to, to I can go f- just kind of be in, in to nobody yeah. or just everybody or anybody. Around. It goes yeah. it it you can get to this yes. next realm. Okay, mm-hmm. so last uh, okay. Oh damn it! I don't want to take divulge too much yet. Um, a year ago, a mushroom experience with Dave <laughs> different different than the ayahuasca journey. Different weekend. I was visiting him down in Bend, Oregon, and we we took a little more. It wasn't a heroic dose, but it was probably close. I mean, it was more than a microdose. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's it's he and I and his his woman. I don't want to say her name. Um, and we're sitting in the room, and at some point, you know, we're all chatting, and I realized that I don't know. It's 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 not that I don't know who they are. They're very familiar. But I don't have names for them. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a name for me. And I started to think of the ego. You know, they tell you the ego is like how you define yourself, right? So when you truly let go of your ego, how you no longer have, like you can't, you have this file that's, uh, you know, Kozak has a file that's Mike. That's what he thinks of himself. Mm -hmm. So what happens if you delete that file? Yeah, who is Mike? Yeah, And, and imagine... Like literally, I was in uh, the meat suit, right, yep. with no name, no no identification, no ideas about what this was. 
and it was it was a very it's not it wasn't like an epiphany it was just like okay now we're learning what an ego is the ego is this mm-hmm. is this file that i call toby yeah yeah and it's it's but that that the thing is is like who, who that's like the the little toby right yeah that's that's what we just use to identify this but your actual toby is got to be a spirit or a soul it's energy and the reason yeah. why i say this is because that's the intention that comes out through the it's almost like this is a, a stereo uh-huh. right like your meat suit is your your speaker it is For, yeah and, and, and the way that i can yeah. pr- prove this to somebody is well i guess i can't actually prove it but i can make pretty good sense of it is that we could play switch human bodies Okay, I'm going to be in Kozak's body. Kozak's going to be in my body. You and Jordan are going to switch, and we're going to sit right here. Yeah. Okay? And it's going to take about a quarter of a second before... <laughs> be like, hang on. That's that's Kozak. Th- yeah. That's Tyler in <laughs> fucking Jordan's body. That's totally... Like, yeah. Because... Because yeah, your spirit and your soul is it's not those the patterns that you were you you said the word patterns earlier. Yeah, it's exactly what patterns. it is. Well, no, it's you recognize a person's patterns. Do you, but think, you would, do you think you would recognize life. that silhouette? But a rock is yeah. a pattern. You well, think you you think that? But there's, I could even I could walk down the driveway and say, "Hey, who is this?" And I could copy a gate, and you guys would be like, "Holy shit, that's great!" It's, it's but your pattern it's recognition. Yeah. A rock is a pattern. It is a pattern of molecules that exist. For a couple million years, but then that pattern gets broken up. Everything you do to achieve a skill, you have to do it over and over. You're creating like those mushrooms to clear patterns. Sometimes in life, you want to create patterns for success or to better yourself. Everything is pattern based. And that's, I mean, that's what we all talk about is learning these things. That's what the news. Oh, Get rid of the cops. What's going to be the pattern? Oh, the pattern is going to be crime goes up. Everything is pattern based yeah. if you look at it, and that's kind of math. Yeah, but when you look, when you look at like clearing your your mental patterns and what you guys are talking about, having not done that with with uh, ayahuasca or or uh, DMT or mushrooms or anything like that, that. Uh, I think building a knowledge base, like, cause I feel I've been super, super lucky in my life to have like all these people that have like kind of guided me and shown me like proper ways of doing stuff. And I haven't always uh, latched onto those lessons and like actually taken them. It's like, I know it, I want to do it, but like for whatever reason, there's a mental block in my head and I'm not actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing. That's where I'm kind of curious if like, going down the road of like doing ayahuasca would help break the pattern that I'm in and allow me to take all the lessons no from no no I think it's about the person once again Tyler said this at the very beginning everything can be a tool it can be used for good or it can be used for bad what it is is I'm gonna get hippy dippy that chakra that fire that what's inside you what you decide to do with those things you do you're both right um you, you can set an intention going in. And That's so one, what I mean. one of the things That's they the tell whole point. Yeah. 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 And uh, at least the guide I went in with, he was saying some guys just come in here with physical, in- like they have so many physical injuries from the war and they're like, I want to stop feeling pain. Uh, you got one? They're like, can you just heal? Like, can you do something for the pain in my shoulder? <laughs> no, yeah. 
He's like, and that's what they get out of the night is they get pain relief. For, yeah. And that apparently, la- again, it sounds hippie woo woo, but Johns Hopkins and uh, Stanford are starting to document all this stuff. And it's real. It's fucking real. And the, and the part of it is, is because you talked about everything being energy. We, we are an energetic being having a human experience. We're not like what I just said. We have a something inside of us that's our, Bro, you know what's call crazy? it whatever you want. Is Jen bought Nathan a set of like uh, virtual reality goggles at a garage sale? Neither, I don't think either of them understood. You can't just put them on and go into virtual reality. <laughs> okay. But, uh, but it made me realize. Like, and then we watched, uh, have you guys seen the movie or read the book Ready Player One? It's a yeah. great book. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but it made me think like we could be in, we could be in virtual reality right now and we would never know. Of course like, not. Because virtual reality at some point, if, if let's say that we are actually at the beginning, this yeah. is 2023, eventually in the future, VR will become so real, R, that nobody will be able to discern the difference. Yeah. So there is a complete possibility. That we are in the VR right now. In which case, we should say, fuck the government. No quarter. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we're in VR yet. Because what's it called? The uncanny valley. Like when things are tried to make look humanistic, like robots... But you can tell there's but something. What if, what if off? we're just experiencing 2023 in VR? Why would like we need to have like, like this? This could be 2162. Why would we? And the we are we're, we are playing through 2023 in a virtual reality virtual reality program. The only reason why I don't think that we're in a virtual reality program yet is because of the war to attack our consciousness, uh, and that that they still going after it. This is why they need Neuralink is because they, because we're still at the point where we have our free will. We have our spirit. Even if you hold a gun to my head, we can be in North Korea, the most fucked up place and they can have a gun to my head, but but I still have a choice. Even here's the, yes, it can happen in VR. If VR became so real that you didn't know the difference, like imagine like, okay, I realize I'm talking wild hypothetical. No, yeah, no, I get it. Imagine that you are just an avatar of somebody 200 years in the future from now who's playing a simulation of 20... Like, hey, shit coming... Like, let's say that 200 years from now, it's known that 2020 to 2024 was fucking wild in America. And so there's a video game about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, first... You know what I mean? You you could. Everybody, you guys can laugh. You know what I mean? Listener, I hope you do laugh. But at the same time, it could be true and you would never know. We wouldn't, right? No, you could be in the matrix, and the second it's, you it's die, all of a sudden, it's, like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" Yeah, I've gone through this many, many times. Am I in a simulation? Am I in a God's creation? Am I like, what the fuck am I? Who am I? What are we doing here? Why are we doing this? When did we get here? I have all those thoughts, and I've thought about them since I was a little kid, and I don't know the answer. Obviously, it's speculation. There's just something inside me that makes me believe that. Here's, we're here's another really like, spe- total fucking stoner thought. We don't know who built the pyramids because we just assume they were built seven thousand years ago or whatever, and we have no real good way to describe 
Rain the, would the say method, otherwise. The method that actually put them, you know what I mean, like to fit all those blocks together. So it's sort of acknowledged somewhat that the pyramids just predate history or recorded history. What if that's because it's just a game board written? You know what I mean? And before the before the avatars got injected onto the game board, the game board was built. That's what I was going to say. Okay, so there's if, certain... they were just fucking Here's there. some old yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah, is things programmed. that have happened that make me feel like I'm in a video game, a simulation, where things spawn, okay? Like, for instance, I posted on my Instagram at the beginning of spring. Somehow there's just a random turnip this big that spawned in clay that's five feet deep when you pulled it out did a coin pop up uh, yeah exactly (laughs) underneath the cedar tree and it's like down a green tube and then there's this dude who i uh a podcast farmer dude i listen to he lives in new york and he was talking about how he fucking built this food forest and five years in all of a sudden like these zebra butterflies started popping up he's like i've lived here my whole life there is no zebra butterfly in New York. And all of a sudden I start planting pawpaw trees. And the pawpaw trees have to have a zebra butterfly to pollinate it. A zebra butterfly. And all of a sudden zebra butterflies show up. And zebra butterflies are not around here. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, is that like a little achievement you unlocked in the game where all of a sudden now yeah. in the in the, the butterflies. Yeah. In the map, there's yeah, these yeah. new butterflies. <laughs> yeah. There's a I, I planted enough different quest. plants that yeah. this year in springtime around this day, all of a sudden turnips grow under my cedar tree. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Because I had a mullein plant and I never even planted mullein. And it it's it looks Not so many people have. <laughs> it looks so out of place. It doesn't look like anything that that is around my house. And here's this and it's in the middle of my fucking yard. And I, Vanessa's like, why'd you plant that right there? I go, I didn't. I don't even know what that is. And there's one. <laughs> and it's like, I, I, I don't know. Is it like all of a sudden I started really diving into farming and permaculture and learning all these herbs and different stuff that I, I literally manifested random plants growing in my yard? Like, are you it. fucking kidding yeah. me? What are we talking about here? I don't know. You're the only guy. I don't know. In Snohomish County with a banana tree plant. And you know why, Tyler? <laughs> you manifest that shit. Yeah. If anyone could, I believe you could. <laughs> How'd this get here, you guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Oh. I, go ahead, Fucking, Mike. Okay. Yeah. Can I, yeah, let's call it. I mean, Is that it? Should I we mean, call it? Oh, that's no, a good one. I was hoping that was going to go for another hour. I, 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 hey, I'm down. All right. <laughs> let's just keep going. Well, well, what's the next topic? <clears throat> Well, um, break. Does anyone? <laughs> hey, does anyone me? have any questions? Yeah. Any uh, questions? No, hang on. Let's go pee break, and then we'll come back with questions. Oh, I okay. got a good a- one for call. To answer your question, yes, I have wrestled with Craig. I think one time when I was a white belt, I think he literally put me in side control and like almost broke my back. Uh huh. Yes. Oh my god, dude! I love you, Craig, but he, you have no idea. Everybody how loves you Craig. Are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You, you just have Keith. no idea. I remember the first time, like what happened to me. Like I just said. I'm a brown belt now, and I've hurt my neck since I was six months into jiu-jitsu. <laughs> uh, it's never been the same because he got me in a rear naked choke. I was sitting on my ass. He was on his knees, I'm assuming, or standing up behind me. 
Ugh. And I remember thinking, I'm going to forward shrimp out of it, spin, and double leg him. <laughs> yeah, yeah turn out. it against him. Right? Play his own game. Yeah, you're pulling back. This is smart. So I I'm like right. it. Okay, so I'm going to fucking forward shrimp, shove his arm off my head, immediately spin, and then launch back into him. <laughs> Roger that. I go to fucking do it. And the second I go to forward, like, shrimp, he sprawls on my whole oh, body, yeah. on my snap. neck. Yeah. Yeah, 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 snap. And from that day on, still to this day, that my neck's fucked up. Like, I can't actually, if I try to, if I try to let my neck just, like, relax and go back, dude, it hurts so fucking bad. If I tried to, like, lay on a bed or something and let my head fall off the back, oh, oh my God, no way, no way. Mm-hmm. So you're saying if we get on your back to pull your forehead backwards. And I'll fight like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> to not let it happen. <laughs> I might even do one of these just so that you can't do it and you're going to be pulling my forehead. I always say Craig is like, uh, what is it in the rodeo? You get seven seconds. He is a bull. And you sit on him like I've gotten mount on that guy you so many times. Him. It's not possible. Dude, knees, you get him and touch the yeah. ground. No, no I'll get mount. mount I'll mount, and for seven <laughs> seconds he holds it in, and like he's centering all of his chi. And then all of a sudden the Spoiled. dude explodes, <laughs> and you are on the far side of the room, and yep. he's running at you, and you're like, <laughs> everything <laughs> I thought that was going to work in my head went to shit. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! I remember mount. He's such a trip because. Oh man, how do you describe him? He's okay. A, the he's, barrel in the middle of a rodeo. I think of an anvil. <laughs> yeah, I forge, and I literally yeah. have told him, "I'm like, you remind me of trying to wrestle my anvil around my garage, just like <laughs> solid block, short, yeah. thick. It, it's like he's he's Dude, he he's a cube. A, he yeah, got me in he's, a front he's, headlock yeah. the other day. Right? But he's all here's the thing is he looks scary because he's fucking huge and he's, and he's covered in tattoos all over his head. And then he like teaches the kids class. Yeah. He's, like, hey, he's, he's, nice he's also guy. like the gentlest, sweetest. Like <laughs> he's the kindest person I've ever met in yeah. my life. But he was yeah. also beating like national champion yes. wrestlers oh, back yes. in high school, right? Like he's a savage yeah. when it comes to that <sighs> shit. And like, dude, every once in a while, I'm like, okay, I can roll with Craig and like. I'm going to snap him down, and it's like, you get him off balance a little bit. And it's like, oh, I'm going to get, and then all of a sudden, he fucking, somehow, his core, like, comes back underneath him. And it's like, what the fuck? You're like oh, 270 yeah. pounds of muscle. You shouldn't be able to move your fucking legs like but that. But he's fast. And all of a sudden, it's like, yeah. and he's straight up and down again. It's like, God damn it. And he could be squatting. And yeah. you could try and tackle him, and you're going to bounce off him you like it's a fucking tree. Yeah, you can't close a guard. And you can't you snap. Can't, you yeah. can't do, like, a snap down. You can't do yeah. an ankle pick. You no. can't do a single leg. You got to try and off-balance him. And good fucking luck. <laughs> yeah, because he's shaped like a cube. Yeah, it's like, hey, yeah. go tip yeah. the pyramid over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then he's got he's got some technique to him, yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden you're in his front headlock, and he's running in the goddamn wall, and he's like, "I'm gonna get you." And he go, "No, you're not," and I'm gonna try and turn, and then he's gonna, and that's all that happens. He's, and when his arms you know, are in, like close to his chest, oh, you're fucking, he's so you're fucking strong. I mean, I'm pretty sure he could like pop your head yeah. off. I, think yeah, I, I feel like you could take ups. a stone rock and just crush yeah, it. Yeah. If, if he wanted to put his arm out straight, yeah. like I would say 
all two foot six. Most of the gym could do a pull up if his arm was out oh, straight. Yeah, yeah. If he just wanted to put his arm out to his side, you could just hang hold it out and do a pull up. I think. I think. I think you're right. Fuck yeah, well, dude! A lot I'm gonna never try to armbar him. <laughs> no, Only Greg does that shit. Yeah. My arm bars are not nearly as good as my chokes. My chokes are far better than my arm bars. I don't submit people. Just <laughs> <laughs> wear them down. Yeah, well, you guys, and that's what you guys were talking about at the very beginning. It's like, what is dominating someone? And for me, Staying it's in like good positions. moving around them and fluttering them by moving so fast that they can't get orientation of where they are and where I am. To me, that's dominating because I come from an MMA was, background. Yeah, I was going to say, you so can I the think fuck of out hitting. of them in there. I don't think of choking. My first fight, I... I dominated the guy, and they're like, why didn't you try and submit him? I'm like, oh, yeah, submission. <laughs> I forgot, you know? But yeah. it's like, yeah, everyone's But as long as their... you can hold the positions and you can strike them, they can't get out. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. that's way worse for them. If I'm ever in a fight and, then, like, someone can actually kick my ass, just fucking, I don't want to get my ass beat by elbows and punches and shit. No one does. But like you guys were saying earlier, suck their soul. <laughs> yeah, to me. I love you, Kozak. Sucking their soul <laughs> is moving around them and they can't catch you. That's well, sucking the soul. There is a actual physical feeling of somebody breaking underneath you. Yeah, that's how I get it. And I say underneath you because yeah. they are always underneath you when yeah. this happens. Yeah, you're jumping around sides, knee on belly, grabbing yeah. arms, Anything, you're sides, just holding feet. them. And yeah, there's yeah, just yeah. fucking, and it might not even be where you're fucking really working anymore, but they give up. Yes. And you might how... not be, you might be at the fucking edge of your fucking seat of like just barely holding on by the skin of your teeth and you're not going to do it. And all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. you feel them break <laughs> and you're just like, I didn't do it before you motherfucker. I gotcha. And that's where like that that's the it's it's like two people are standing on other side like you're on this side of a mountain and you're on this side of a mountain and guess what? Ready? Go. And whoever gives up first is not going to make it. And the person yeah. who gets to the top of the mountain first is like and you but you'd never know until you're there. But that's so So it's like I might be I yeah. might be there. I might be there. He might be 100 foot. I, I just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. And then all of a sudden they just sit down. And it, it, they might have been at the very fucking top of the mountain, but you don't know where the top is, and you don't know where the other person is. And when you reach that point, and somebody else just gives up, they there's literally not you. You just you just took everything from them, and you just and you how much more are. energy does that give you? Oh, it, it, you're oh, charged it, it, back up. It up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a moment in around. Ranger School oh. where we were. We were in, this is mountain phase of ranger school. And so as you're doing these movements through the terrain, right, the instructors will assign, they'll, they'll throw an artillery simulator. Everybody has to hit the deck, wait till the bang, jump up, run 200 yards, whatever. And then they'll assign a casualty. So they'll be like, Tyler, lay down, you're dead. Now, now the entire platoon has to go into um, like evacuation mode. And part of that is somebody's got to carry this guy's gear, right? He's dead. We don't leave all this shit behind. So I remember this night where they threw the arty sim, they assigned a casualty, and everybody's kind of standing there. And it's like, fuck, we've got like a 900-foot vertical climb to do right now. And I just was like, fuck it. I got it. I picked up his ruck. So now I'm wearing, I've got my 65-pound ruck on my back. I've got his 65-pound ruck 
on my front, and then I took both our rifles, set them on top of that rock in front of me. So I couldn't even really see what I, where I was going. Barely, I could barely see over the top, right? And I just started walking up that mountain. Mm-hmm. And so here comes, you know, the rest of the platoon. They're, they're all struggling, too. They're dragging the, the quote-unquote dead guy in the, in the litter. But there's a few guys who aren't doing anything other than carrying their own ruck and their own rifle. Hiking. Yeah. And they're dropping out. And they're and they're and they're making fuck noises. And I remember looking over at one of these guys, <laughs> and it just made me feel good. Yeah, because yeah. I I was like, you fuck fucking yeah. bitch. Yeah, I'm, I'm wearing I'm wearing two rucksacks, and I'm carrying two rifles, and I'm fucking crushing you. Mm-hmm. And, and I just and I was like, and that that was ground. the moment where I knew like. The school can't break me. Mm-hmm. But that's where ego is good. Yeah. Yes. The ego yeah, yeah. is ego, a ego shield does a that does too. protect you sometimes. Like you're saying, like your dad's like, if someone punches you, what do you do? You stand up. That is your ego because of preservation of self. Without the ego, it's a double-edged sword. It oh, can get you fucked. You have to have ego. You have to have I, When yeah. one of my ayahuasca experiences, I was wondering. So I kept... Um, it's really hard for me to get out of my thinking mind. Yeah. Okay. It's just like we all do. We all. And it do. doesn't matter how much medicine you give me. Like it will just make my mind think even fucking more. Yeah. And the shaman one night was like, Tyler, you need to tell your thinking mind to shut the fuck up. What's happening is you can't be present. You need to be present in the present moment. And you can't because your mind has overruled your body. Yeah. And what's happening is your mind is pulling your body through life. This is the same as like if you're driving down the road and all of a sudden you went from your house to your destination and you don't even remember the route because yeah. you were on autopilot. Yeah. Your mind is so does its does thing and it just yeah. pulls the body behind it. So <clears throat> what were we talking about? <laughs> I had sat back for a minute to relax. Letting let the mind go. The, but we're, cruising what, altitude? I'm cruising altitude. Fuck, dude. <laughs> that happens to me on my podcast. Where I'm like, I have something great that I need to say. And then by the time I get done trying to explain that, I can't remember my like why I even started talking about that. I think they're called potholes. <laughs> they are potholes, huh? I, I call it if you're too enlightened, you have too much information, <laughs> yeah. you'll forget because there's so many files and Rolodexes, and it's hey, like, oh, no, we'll just go to this God. one. Hey, I have a question. I do for that you guys. to my wife yeah, all no. the time. Hang on. This is perfect. Before we took our last piss break, I said, hey, do you guys have any questions? Oh, yeah. And then you pushed, yeah, I do. Uh, Click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's the questions? Oh, uh, not my question, more so of a. Uh, for a friend? Asking for a friend? No, no, no. <laughs> I swear it's not infected. Uh, I remember one time in the parking lot, dude, with you. And uh, <laughs> this is how it starts. It's, it's a, a love story. No, 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 no. But we were, uh, it's like right as COVID was happening. And you're like, oh, they're putting nanoparticles in people. Oh, fuck. And I remember going, fucking nanoparticles? Fuck yeah. Shoot me up with them. And you looked at me like I was from zombie land, dude. You looked at me like, what? 
And what I realized is we had a miscommunication because what I was thinking with nanoparticles was nanobots. Okay. Okay. And so you're very into like um, what we're built for, our evolutionary function, the things that tie us, connect us. It's the best for us because that's where we came from. But I have to think in a weird way, as science and everything progresses, it changes us and it becomes part of us. Your phone kind of becomes you in a weird sort of way. And yes, for bad things, but also I've never gotten lost in the last five years. Yeah. I've looked up fantastic food recipes, things to help me in hunting, things to help me in jujitsu. So there are aspects of it that's good. And it's, it goes back to that power thing. Exactly. Right? So you're weighing it. And so when we had that conversation, you said nanoparticles and I said nanoparticles, I was thinking about nanobots. And to me, the future, if we just keep going on this trajectory, if you can have a computer small enough and a little robot small enough, that's the idea with Moore's Law is everything, a transistor uh, condensed down and you have more ability. But it robotics and a lot of, technology follows that same trajectory of the hockey stick going up to the point it's like if you could have nanobots where it's like fuck trt <laughs> i'll get these pellets out of my ass well they, they make super soldiers already that's already like a a, a thing but th that's not my question as to whether they can do it or not the question to me that i have for you is do you think it takes away from you maybe it does take away certain aspects if you can like have connection to the internet but also like if there are sicknesses you know i mean so like aids you could download and, you know the it. aids thing but like well you gotta have at what part stop giving atrazine yeah, yeah, yeah but at what part does that take away your humanity at what point does technology take away from who you are you could say that if we came from apes and monkeys and cave people i think the first an person to pick up a stick is using technology yeah. so is the guy that doesn't use the stick better and more old school like but that also crafts you and becomes tools and stone and then metal. And you're a metal dude. Yeah. Without stone and learning how to strike with stone, you wouldn't invent metal to learn how to strike with metal. Yeah. At uh, what point does technology take away? So like that nanobot thing of mine, if it was just us in the gym and I invented it, there would be no narcissism and I wouldn't use it for a malintent. I would try and promote us. But yep. does that still take away from us? Uh, I think it. I this think, is a loaded question. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, about yeah, this yeah. a lot. Well, well, first off, I don't. I don't know the correct answer. Right? <laughs> yeah, but well, this it, is a Tyler in, question in my, I wanted to ask. And it, it's kind of multifaceted. Yeah. And I think first off, as long as it's not harming us mentally, physically, or spiritually inhibiting us mentally physically or spiritually yeah i don't see that it would be too much of a problem because as long as you still have your consciousness you still have your free will your intuition your divine connection to to, yeah. to the higher realms and it's not being used as a nefarious or malicious 
weapon against us. But do you think our phone disconnects us from our higher realm? Yes. And that's where yes, it's like, I do. Where does technology bridge that gap? When you're no, no, that, when you're no longer that, connected to the present, that yeah. that, that phone is connected to malintent. To malintent, right? It's for a reason. Now, if we could stare at it, like if our phone was putting out certain uh, love healing fre- frequencies, vibrations, the EMF or radiation coming off of it wasn't DOR, meaning deadly organ radiation, and was POR for positive organ radiation. So hold then- on, hold on. Let me ask a couple questions there. Uh, now, your phone is doing this regardless of what the content is yes. of your phone. Yeah. So now, the- at what point is the information you're getting from your phone overriding the negative effects of the, the DOR or the, the... Well, you're not going to override the DOR from the... If all of a sudden you got you got some crazy good... Um, information? Information of like, hey, you know what? If I do... If I, if I put uh, whatever your, your, your uh, copper. Okay. Uh, Are you asking, is there ways to get, to to get rid of it? Well, no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying you're gaining information from your phone to help you with gardening, to help you with all these different things. At what point do you say, okay, I have enough. And now it's time to put away a fucking phone, or because what we were talking about earlier. Is I mean, books. You, you, you get well, books. Sure. Yeah, I sure. mean that's kind but, of but guess the what? oldest where, form where, of a phone. Where are you going to find your? Where I, are you going to find Jordan, your book? I have a goal of being completely off social media in five years. Like I, I want training Northwest to be so well known. It's in books. Well, <laughs> it's not on social no, 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 media. Like, you're, you're talking about like connectivity. I'm talking about connectivity, but I'm yeah. also talking about like. You know, at some point you get plugged into like books and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going down the rabbit hole for these books. But the reality is everybody in the world right now is getting information and like, it's not all bad off of a phone, but there's, there's a a frequency that pulls me into it and there's a frequency that keeps me here and I can't stop. But it's not the books. But then all of a sudden, let me, let me say something, please. There's two things that I see with that. You have the information, like what you said, what you're you're researching, whether mm-hmm. that's good shit like or bad culture shit. or bad yeah. shit. Yeah. Okay. And then you have the actual EMF that's coming out of the fucking thing. Yeah. Okay. So those are two separate things. A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. So first off, hold on. The EMF coming out, there's some ways to mitigate it. You can not have your phone in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Don't put it up to your ear. You can get shungite stickers and stick on the back of it. Learned all will, from your will phone. Help. All this different yeah, learned all from your phone. Yeah. It's just like the power thing, okay? But in order for it to stay on the pendulum of, on the power grid of in the the white magic and not the sorcerer magic, we need to use that as a tool, Mm -hmm. okay? So just like a tool in the toolbox, my screwdriver or my ratchet or my wrench or whatever the fuck it is that I'm using sits in the toolbox except for when I need to use those specific tools. Yes. Okay? So as soon as I'm walking around with hatchets and screwdrivers and chisels and shit in my pocket and in my car and in my bed, and then I take showers with it and I brush my teeth with my hammer in my hand, it's becoming a disconnect. And that metaphor is the same as the phone, right? The phone is the tool in the toolbox. So 
if Put as long as you're using toolbox. Exactly. As long as, hey, I'm gonna get on my phone and I'm gonna call Kozak. I'm gonna set up an appointment for the boys to get over to do a podcast. I'm going to look up the recipe for grandma's chocolate chip cookies. I'm going to figure out that I'm gonna go pay my bill. I'm going to, you know, like use it as a tool. When you're yeah. done using it as the tool, when the when the screw is screwed in, don't sit there and fiddle fuck around with the tool anymore. Go put it back in the toolbox and go on with your life. That's a very good point because not only are phones tools now, but they become filled with silly string. Right. The Instagram, the Twitters, the all that stuff. Yeah, the tools of what you do and can learn from them is one aspect. But I guarantee you, when you look at your phone history and it's like, you spent this much time on this app, it's not the YouTube of understanding this. No, it's no. the Instagram. It's yeah. the bullshit. Yeah, the bullshit. The silly string. That's keeping us, I think that one of the most important things about being a human is, is the fact that this goes into the kind of the nanobots and nano, nano shit is we have the ability to create and that comes from an imagination and that imagination comes from that realm i was talking about where everything exists where there's everything and anything and nothing all in the same no time that place i was talking about in meditation where it's one the place of no form and matter is just spirit yeah okay so as long as we are able to maintain that we can have an imagination and we can close our eyes and we can go to this place where we come up with all these crazy thoughts and, and different shit. And then we have the ability to create it, to create something within our mind that doesn't quote unquote exist in the physical realm, manifest it and then create it into a tangible thing. This fucking microphone, this podcast, these beers, the can, every yeah. single thing that you see was a thought yeah. manifested into the creation itself. Do you think and, spirit then can be contained? Like, you know how they say like trans. Contained are, right are now. Like, could you are put we yourself in? into a computer? Do you think what a spirit no, is no, no, could no, no, be? No, no but if well, a spirit is Maybe energy, in VR everything's energy. If you could computer. download what energy is, yeah. if you could download the thumbprint of your spirit, do you think spirits not only live in I the think meat vessel? Do that. I think that that's what the internet. Yeah, but things. that's what I mean. We're going towards going that. Towards that's what that. I mean. Yeah, yes. So yes. can that? thing that energy do you think that could be put could tyler be put into fucking the sd card that we put here but then you know what you do live forever in a way as long as that card's out there and you, you want to live forever no well, do you, you want to no. have your soul I'm so go on past beyond it, like what we have right now the, the if energy i have to mow my lawn we one are, more fucking time here. i'm taking my life <laughs> I, this is what i think i think we're uh, energy is here right now our spirit and our energy is in this place, in like this physical realm that we're dealing with, and we are, uh, our 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 spirit is experiencing emotions, and the emotions that we're gaining through like this world or this realm or whatever the fuck we're we're doing right now, our, our spirit will go on past this, and it's going to go to something else later. But right now Agreed. we're here, and yeah. we have to we have yeah. to experience what it's like to have 
hardship, a, pain, hardship, everything, pain, happiness, love, love, love ev- everything. Yeah. Right. This is the, the gambit. Realm, this is the realm of physicality. Yes. There is no other realm with form and matter. This is the realm of yes. form and matter. And we are, I, I we are learning from Ooh, do, do you think, I like that. Well, I like that, Tyler. Yeah, that's right? that's, that's why, that's why we matter. have yeah. the emotion. You have but to exist. So yeah. we, we have no memory of anything else. Do you think a spirit and a soul has memory? Or do you think that, like, is your spirit leaving your body? Just Is it just pure energy? Well, now yeah, that kind of goes into like so reincarnation. Do you it, live past lives? Is part of your energy put into other people's energy and it dissolves? You want to get die? deep for a minute? Yeah, fuck, fuck yeah. yeah we do. Okay, okay. God, you guys keep asking these questions. <laughs> oh, okay, so in, uh, in alchemy, okay, yeah, alchemy is the transformation of energy. Right, the 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 traditional, or I shouldn't say. What is it led to gold? Is the traditional? Exactly, that's the most like sought or not sought after, but well known thing. That's that tequila. No, No, unfortunately, but you're next. It's it's Igor's drink. Oh, it's fucking vodka. 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 Yeah, is it with potatoes? Sure. Yeah, I'll take a little. Sure. Sure. Yeah, you can have it with potatoes. Whatever you want. (laughs) Have it with rice for all I care. That's leftover from uh, archery. Yeah. Oh. You know, I grew up in the orchards eating raw potatoes. Oh, yeah. I've eaten more. Yeah, raw potatoes. Okay. Okay. Starchy. So, the question was, say it again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Pin back on me, right? Oh, fuck. (laughs) Four finger point right there. Oh, yeah, right? Oh, no, no, no. no. I remember. I remember. Okay. Uh, Alchemy. Okay. Alchemy. Alchemy. You brought up, do ghosts or spirits have memory? Okay. Yeah. So, here's the thing. From... An alchemist point of view, which is essentially a, sci- a scientist, alchemy is the transformation of energy. And salt is the masculine energy that holds all memory, the salt of the earth. He's, that, this is where the salt of the earth man, this is where the salt, salt of the, yeah. this is where the saying comes from. When you take distilled water, I've talked about this in my podcast about cymatics and about the frequency of using your thoughts and intentions and, and vibrations to add structure to we'll distilled water. Has nothing. There's no mineral. Without any salt, yeah. distilled water is a clean slate. Yeah. Okay? It's, it's the medium. salt in the water that holds the memory. Makes it conductive. Okay, so you can yeah. take distilled water and then have the vibration going, yeah. and then it will be in there. But when you stop the vibration, yes. and it's the, done. Then it's yes. done. And yeah. electrically, distilled water is like you're taught that. Yeah. Don't stand car in, batteries. Don't, don't baby. stand in water if the the power lines are down because it will shock you. Water itself, distilled water, is an insulator. It's insulator, not it's, a conductor. It's the electrolytes, yeah. the salts yes. that are in the water that actually shock you. Okay, so. In your father's semen or sperm was My the dad? salt. Yes, you're pointing at Kozak, yeah. right? Yep. Okay. And yours, oh. and yours, oh, and oh, 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 yeah. every single. It one tasted of us. salty. I heard it was <laughs> <laughs> the salt within that is the memory of your entire lineage, which mm. is where your DNA gets your like in ayahuasca. We talk about past lives, war mask, and the war mask, and all that stuff that's yeah. coming from your father. Yeah, the masculine energy. Wait, hang on. So, like epigenetic, do you know what, you've heard the term epigenetics? 
Epige- I know eugenics. So epigenetics is like the rat study. So they had a bunch of rats and then they put them in a cage and then they shocked released okay. a citrus pheromone. And every time they did it, they, get uh, they would get shocked. Yep. I know and it. so they would have babies. And then when the baby, oh, they yeah. would release the citrus pheromone when shocked the babies, but the rats would like piss cower. themselves yeah. and cower and stuff like that. Same so thing. epigenetics is something where like memory gets passed on through that. So salt. you think that's through that salt conductor yep. uh, of it? Like the genetics is your DNA and it says this is what you look like in your muscle mass, but your intent, and your memory comes through the salt, through the salt. Yeah. Memories through the salt. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, so when you say, like, does a ghost have memory and stuff, I don't know. I don't know because is is is, is there some type of salt to no, the ghost? I, I don't think any I don't it, think it anybody is, knows. I'm just I'm just posing the question. Yeah, if, fuck, if, dude. when your spirit leaves your is body. Is there salt and plasma? Isn't a ghost supposed to be plasma? It's that medium between. There's things? different forms of energy. Liquid and solid. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so is the, there self- the proton packs? What oh, the, Ghostbusters. Yeah. And then what, what was that? <laughs> We're getting real scientific yeah, yeah, yeah. here. They had a trap that opened up and like. Yeah. Trap, like, That's how real. you get Slimer. Yeah, it's just real shit, Mike. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, my bad. When, when you open the trap. To Bill the Murray is a doctor. Dr. Peter Ringman. Yeah. Maybe that's what we need is, is more foot traps to open <laughs> other dimensions. And well, do you believe in ghosts? I, I have a thought, which is that, you know, we're, I am still struggling through Mike Kozak's books on time <laughs> and what time means in relation <laughs> this, to gravity. This asshole gave us two of them at the yeah, same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this then was I get three months ago I and we're supposed to do a book still, report. I was like, are we on now or are we on the fucking God. time book? Are we on now? It's all I good, dude. I'm working my way through it still. And uh, I think that people who have experiences with ghosts, it's most likely where two three-dimensional points that are like somebody else lived in this house before I did. Mm -hmm. So there's a point where the three-dimensional points touch through the fourth dimension. And so you see another, whether it's future or past, you see another point in time in that physical space. And you just catch a glimpse and then that, that wrinkle is gone. And it's like, I think I just saw a ghost. I don't think you did. I think you saw another time space. And that makes a lot of sense when it comes to our physical, um, our physical realm that we're in right now. Right. So when you think of the older, the house, the more haunted it is, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's had more experience. It's, it's, it's had more life through it. And, and it, it truly like that, that makes a big difference. Cause I've, I've gone wrinkles prior to that would just be forest. Right. It'd be forest, but then also you, you, the amount of forest I've been in and like looked at like, oh, look at how big that tree is that's been cut down. And then I just start, like my mind starts wandering of, but I'm getting off topic. What I was trying to think of was uh, a particular time in my life I walked through, I was in, uh, shit, where was it? South Carolina. And I was in this market and the market was like a Sunday market. Um, you know, Saturday market kind of a situation. People are selling their stuff. People are selling cookies and baked goods and all this other bullshit. And, uh, but when I walked in, I was just like, this feels 
fucking kind of crazy heavy. But, I mean, it's a light event, but it feels kind of dark. It was a goddamn slave trade. (laughs) It was a slave auction house that I was in, and they were doing a Saturday market in it, and it felt... Did you get a bun cake? I got two of them. <laughs> yeah, elephant ears. <laughs> but it, it, it felt with a, it, a it side felt, of lashings. It, it felt, yeah. <laughs> Did you bid on a block? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll take him. Fuck. Uh, oh, oh, really? Shows a man. Huh? <laughs> this is where we get canceled. Uh, no, no. I it just it it, it felt very heavy, and it yeah. felt like some there was something that was not normal for the experience that I was, I was looking at this and feeling something else. Yeah. And it, I don't think that uh, a ghost necessarily is like something you see, but something maybe you feel and like that, that, that extra salt in the air, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I I think that comes from like just that, that feeling. Yeah. The, the, the jizz in the air. I got a ghost idea. I, I want to hear yours, too, because I have something to say as well. Uh, do you want to go first? No, I want to hear yours first. Okay. You go first. I'll go first. <laughs> yeah. So I think that what ghosts are is like a black hole. So, like, if you have you en- enough uh, matter or energy, what you'll do is you'll collapse time space, right? And you create... Uh, a door, a portal, just something unknown. You create a collapse in the structure. And I think, like, have you guys ever been in car accidents? Mm -hmm. Do you kind of remember weird, specific, nuanced details from those car accidents that it's like, oh, I got slammed in an airbag, but I remember seeing my iPods. I remember seeing this. Mm -hmm. I think... It is when you go through things super intense, just the way that you, if you go very fast, everything around you slows down. If you mentally go through something very intense, your body has a, your mind has a speed at which it thinks. But if you go through very intense situation, it forces your mind to speed up and it forces like a mini black hole in the thought process, like the thought process of understanding in your awareness, consciousness. Do we have a bat? Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a giant fucking moth. If you go cliff diving. (laughs) Yeah. Right? You ever go cliff jumping? Yeah, Dude, everything slows down. Yes, it feels like two minutes. So I think when you have a ghost, what you have is a super intense moment where there's a murder, there's a rape, there's something so fucking horrific that it causes a time space rip and you get a black hole in consciousness. And what you're feeling is a memory that's so fucking heavy it breaks time space and that's why like six cents. Oh, it's cold or I feel this. What you're feeling is a break in time and space. And that's what I think memory of ghosts could be. I agree. That's the only thing. I like that a lot. Yeah. You guys say stuff so much better, (laughs) so much better than I do. (laughs) It's it's ridiculous. Jordan, what are ghosts? They're things. They're salty. Uh, you know. It's a bed but, sheet but, with uh, a pee stain, dude, at no, Halloween. But that, that's the thing that I'm talking about. It's like, like exactly. 
right? Like going through a a slave auction thing, feeling this like, holy shit, something's not right here. Broke the atmosphere. There's something that broke the atmosphere. You shouldn't feel heavy like that in a place that's happy, right? People are happy in front of you and you're just like... "Mm." But that's what Tyler's saying with like the memory and the salt, and it's like there. It seems like there is feelings around. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why I ask you is like I'm going to do a podcast on this soon because it comes up. It's been coming up more often, and I've been asking. I haven't really talked about this much with anyone because. People think I'm crazy. Anyone outside jujitsu is a dummy, so I get you, dude. But I ask because, like, has, has anyone dealt? I've been asking people, have, have you ever encountered? Okay? And the thing is, is, like, I've been encountering ghosts since I was probably 12 years old. and To the point where my parents were going to move out of our house. Literally, my parent, my mom and my stepdad were so fucking scared to live in my house <laughs> that we were going to move. Because of the things that were going on. I was in eighth grade. This is when it started. And it started with my sister. I had no idea even what a Ouija board was at the time. Ooh, nice. My sister went over to the neighbors and got a Ouija board. And came back and started doing Ouija board in my room. And it was after this that things started being crazy. Okay, All sorts of things. Like There was three ghosts in my house. There was an old man named Russell who was trapped. There was a tiny little girl who would scream mom, who we would think was my sister, but then my sister wouldn't even be home. And it would be like, what the fuck? And then there was a man named Brian who was connected to the fucking property. And the craziest thing is my mom got a hold. She worked in downtown Seattle at a really high-end endodontics office, like where famous people go to get their teeth fucking worked on. Yeah. And they got, the word got out. My mom's like, I'm going to fucking move. Even though we just purchased this house, I cannot live here anymore. Like shit being fucked up. Like my parents would go outside to go smoke a cigarette. And then the sliding glass doors would be locked with like the wood blocks. (laughs) They'd be locked (laughs) out of the house and shit. Like fucked up. It's a pesky ghost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's an asshole. So this, it was the Seattle like paranormal people. It was free. They wanted to, they were like, we <laughs> no want to take way. this oh, yeah. on. Yes. Oh, yes, they wanted they to fu- take it They on. did. And they came, and dude, here's the thing, is that I was a little kid, and they knew everything, everything, even about my best friend when they were over, the things that would happen, and they went all through it and did this fucking ritual, and it was all good from that point on, okay? We never moved. I grew up there. My grandma's house... In Wenatchee, my grandma had always had a ghost, but I never believed her. Then me and my friend Josh were laying there one night. And this is after my dad passed away. And we were laying in the spare room. And somebody... riddled everywhere. No, no. somebody had turn, would turn the fucking hallway light on and off. We could see underneath the door. I was sleeping and my buddy Josh woke me up. And was like, Tyler, Tyler. Look, and you could see under the door the light going on and off and somebody footsteps walking up and down the hallway. So in the morning time, like I can't imagine it being my grandma and it scared the fucking shit out of us, dude. We're both laying in bed going and we're probably... Scares me and you're telling us. We're probably like 16, I think. (laughs) (laughs) 
Seriously. <laughs> Ask grandma in the morning. She says no. It wasn't her. Okay. Still, put that away. The most craziest thing out of everything, even more than when I was a little kid living in this house with shit happening all the time, is my very first house that I moved into. So when I moved out of my parents' house, I moved into this house in a garage. It was it was like this. Yeah. Except for it was a little bit wider, and then they blocked off like this chunk. They drywalled this off. This was a little room for like a little living room. That part was a bedroom. And then they had like a little bathroom right here. And then a little door. No kitchen. Okay. And I'd fucking have a table right here and I'd smoke a cigarette and lift up my side of my living room and play Xbox and drink beers and whatever. Sounds perfect. Yeah, dude. it was I great. like it. So here's the deal. It was a house with an upstairs and a downstairs. The garage was split into a home and then the, the downstairs was a home. So this was three homes. There was a house upstairs, a family who had the whole upstairs unit. There was me in the garage, and there was a guy named Kelly in the in the downstairs of the house. Fucking Kelly. Okay? So Kelly lived where I lived, and then he, the, this person's moving out, Kelly's moving into there, and I'm taking Kelly's spot. Okay? Bro, like, even just thinking, like, I don't even want to think back on these. This time <laughs> that I lived in this fucking house was so bizarre. <laughs> So I live in this garage, and the first thing that happens that I notice is that not the, there's no kitchen, but there's like this little like closet that I have like Tupperware and shit in, and I had a little hot plate that I could yeah take me like forty five yeah. minutes to make macaroni <laughs> yeah. and cheese, whatever it fucking worked. Been there, yeah. So one day I go to to grab something, and there's a box. Up on top of, like, where I put some shit. And I grab it, and it's brand new, and it's a fucking Ouija board. And it <laughs> still has the salafame on it. And I was like, oh, fuck, no, dude, we're getting this out of the house. But Kelly had just moved out, so I knew it was his. So I walk over to the neighbor, you know, to his house, knock on the door, and I say, hey, you left this. And he's like, that's not mine. I go, well, it's now fucking mine. I'll tell you that. And it's brand new. There's still the salafame around it. And he's like, no, I would never have that. Where'd you find that? So I bring him over to my house and I show him exactly where it's at. And he says, there's no way that it can be there because that's where my wife put our pitchers, like for juice and shit. <gasps> and I said, okay. So I went and I dropped it off at my buddy Evan's house who always gave me shit about ghosts and stuff. And I was like, fuck it, I'll drop it off as his front porch, little faggot. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. I dropped it off at his house. Thought it was weird. Whatever. The next thing that I start noticing is, so after I crashed my dirt bike and I fucked my ankle up, I stopped, like, wiggling around in the sleep. Oh. I just lay in one spot. I have to pull the covers over my left foot. Because the weight of the, the, the blankets will, like, hurt my foot. So, it has yeah. to stick out. And I just fucking lay flat on my back. Oh. Like, I learned that from, whatever, recovering. So, I would get up and I'd make my fucking bed in the morning. <laughs> and the duvet cover 
You know, it has like buttons on the bottom. Yeah. You put the buttons at the bottom of the bed. At least I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who wants to sleep with buttons? Nah. In <laughs> right. <laughs> Up here. Yeah. So cozy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I chew on them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bunch of tough guys we are. And then I had a throw blanket. It was just like a, you know, furry fleece yeah. throw blanket that oh, I. Nice. Put on the end yeah. of the bed. That's a nice setup. You have. Yeah, it was yeah. nice. Yeah. I, I was, oh, bedding's I, everything. Fuck. I lived guys. in a fucking. Tyler's room. making a lot of sense. Let's talk about towels while we're here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here's the deal. I lived in a garage, so it wasn't it wasn't the prettiest thing. But yeah. I still like chicks. So in order to get chicks to oh, want to actually have a nice stay, bed. yeah, you yes. had to. Oh, yeah, it had to okay. be <laughs> for any twenty four year old <laughs> dudes listening out there. One of your key things you need to do is have a solid bed. Yep. How about this? Have, Just wash have, your sheets. Well, that's the biggest thing. You got to have, have a queen or better. You got to have some nice sheets, a down comforter. Yeah. Like the high end pillows, you can just, have the nicest dude, bed. I just, I just moved into a, an apartment one time and I had an air mattress. You never seen a girl leave so quick. Uh, well, yeah, I've done work on an air mattress, <laughs> boys. <laughs> he's talking, I'm sorry, he's talking about himself. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, so I have this debate coming. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, And I have Tyler. this throw blanket. And I, I do my bed the same way every day. I start noticing in the morning when I start making my fucking bed that the buttons are on the side of my bed. Like, not no longer down by my feet. The buttons are on the side, but my throw blanket is still on the bottom of my bed. And I thought, hmm. Okay. And I started noticing to the point where I called my mom and I was like, mom, some weird shit's been going on at my house. It reminds me of growing up in the Linwood house. It's bizarre, but I can't pinpoint it yet. However, if this continues, like how does my duvet cover my, my whole comforter, a queen size comforter down comforter gets spun 90 degrees but the throw blanket still the right still way. stays down on the feet, yeah, my yeah. feet. Something's going on. It was happening. Not every night. It wasn't every night. It was like every once in a while, it would be like fucking yeah. flipped. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So then, then in my bathroom was kind of gnarly, like not very clean. And so I had, <laughs> I had a bleach bottle, like a squirt, you know, Mr. Suds or whatever, a scrubby brush, a toothbrush. And every time I'd go into the fucking bathroom to shower, I'd wear flip-flops and I'd scrub the fuck out of it. Every time. For like a month, I would do this. Just every time I was in the shower, I'd fucking scrub it. And so I knew that my shower was clean. I had came home from work one day. I go to take a shower and I get in the shower and there's fucking red hair that's like this long and clumps like enough for me to grab a whole clump all over the inside of my shower, like on the walls. What the f- so one of your roommates went to uh, the strip club. I have no idea, dude. It made, it gave me like whatever feeling that I'm assuming you felt at the fucking slave house. I had this feeling of like, what the fuck? Someone yeah. was in my house. Yeah. I, I, I clean this every single day. So I go over to Kelly's and I knock on the door and I said, hey, man, 
is there by any chance did you guys happen to take a shower like in my house? And he's like, no. And we have no way of getting in there. Like we all, we all have different locks and shit. I have my own shower. Okay. I walk upstairs because I knew a woman, there was a family that lived upstairs. And <laughs> just, there's a girl. Shower. There's a girl that, yeah. you know, a mom. And I'm like, knock on the door. Hey, I live downstairs in the garage. By any chance, did you guys take a shower in my shower today? And they're like, no, we have two showers, you know, two baths up here. Okay, thanks. Go back down, clean it all out. Don't know what to say. Then Kelly has a friend from Michigan, Mike, who is probably in his mid-50s, and he has now moved in, and I see him out in the driveway one day, and, like, I was out there, probably had the side of my living room rolled up, <laughs> doing whatever the fuck I was doing, working on my dirt bike, listening to Metallica or something. And he's out there smoking a cigarette, and we start shooting the shit, and I end up asking him, I said, hey, do you think that this place is haunted? And he goes, no, I don't believe in any of that shit. He goes, my friends have been trying to make me believe in fucking ghosts since I was a little kid. Like, none of that exists. I said, how long you been here? And he goes, oh, you know, a couple days. I go, all right, in a little bit, we're going to have this conversation again <laughs> because I've been living here for a little bit too, and I'm pretty sure this place is haunted. And he's like, you know, giving me shit. Doesn't believe it. I talk to him all the time. He's out there all the time. He doesn't have a job or anything. But he's cool. He's a cool guy. Drink beer with and bullshit. One day I go to the fucking bar. And I'm with my buddy Evan. The one who I dropped the Ouija board on, off at. <laughs> and we're sitting there. And I look over. And Mike, that guy, is in the bar. Pale white in the face. Somehow found me. Even though I don't know how the fuck he found me. And is looking for me to tell me that he 100% believes there's a ghost in the house. What happened? <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm drunk, dude. I'm like <laughs> thinking this is the funniest fucking thing. This guy went from ghosts don't exist to you escaped the house and found me at the bar and you're ghost white. And you're like, oh, no, it's there. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay. So tell me. Tell me what happened. He's like, dude, I was like in the shower. And then I got out of the shower and I went into my room and he goes, there was this feeling I had. I've never had this feeling of a terrible, terrible feeling. And then the smell of burnt hair overwhelmed the whole entire room. Oh, see my arm, my goosebumps are coming. Yeah. He goes, it, it was not like a little hair. It was like a whole bunch of hair got engulfed in flames. And he's like, I don't know, man, I had to fucking leave. So I thought that was weird. So then I have a buddy named Ryan who Ryan also does not believe me about ghosts. None of the stories, none of it. I said, you know what? Why don't you just start coming over? I can't promise you like it's going to happen, but the more times that you come to my house, like it's inevitable. It See will happen happens. sooner or later. So my buddy Ryan starts coming over to my house and one day, I'm in this room that's like my living room, and Ryan is in the kitchen, and there's a door shut in between us. 
and I'm playing like Call of Duty or something on Xbox, and all of a sudden I hear a huge crash, and I figured Ryan just dropped the fucking dish or something like that. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Ryan comes busting in through the door. What the fuck was that? I'm like, I don't know. Sound like you dropped something. He goes, bro, something happened. And I'm like, okay. If it wasn't you, then it was the ghost. That's what I'm telling you. Like, things happen around this place where as soon as you can't explain it, what else, what else could it be? So we go out, and I had this picture that my great aunt gave me, and it's of two Alaskan Malamutes, and it's on a picture frame, and it's the type of picture where, like, you put the nails in, and then it goes onto it and then clips down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the keyhole. Yeah. Yeah. It has been taken off the wall. It would be like, it, it would be like if, if there was a hallway, a hallway right there that went 30 feet. Okay. And the picture is right below that flag on this wall. Mm-hmm. It got pulled off. So like 10 foot away from the hallway. Down here. And then all the way down and thrown against the door and shattered. 30 foot away. And Ryan goes, I'm going home. And left. Okay. And that's the last ghost. Exp- oh, no, no. There was one more after that. So that happens. And then I'm going to go to Barter Fair, which is up where you were raised. Oh, yeah. Okay. The night before I'm going to Barter Fair, I call my mom. I said, hey, mom. And mind you, when I'm living in the house now, I'm well aware that there's a fucking ghost there and I'm talking to it every night because as soon as everyone goes away and I'm laying there in my bed, I'm like, yep, I know that we share this space together. You want to hang out with me? Then you got to leave me alone. You can't touch me. You can't fuck with me so I can wake up in the morning, go to work, get the money so I can come back to keep paying for this place if you want to be roommates. The second you start fucking with me, you're going to be living here alone again. And that was my way of, like, <laughs> yeah. dealing let's, with Let's be homies. Yep, yeah. let's be homies, okay? Yeah. I can deal with it. Like, if you want to share space, that's fine, but we got to respect each other. Don't be fucking with me, man. <laughs> you tamed the ghost. Yeah, I did. So I called my mom. I said, hey, mom, I needed, a, I needed, like, a razor or something. And my buddy Evan was there at the house. My mom comes over, drops off a, a brown paper bag like from the grocery store of some shit i don't know underwear or toothpaste just goods evan goes home mom goes home i say hey ev i'll see you in the morning we're gonna leave at five o'clock in the morning and fucking drive seven and a half hours up to denask okay they leave i go grab this bag and i go to put my fucking razor away oh this is i will never forget this dude I go to put my razor away, and I walk up into my bathroom, and I open the door, the, like, mirror. You know, the mirror opens for me to put the, the razor in. The yep. I put it in there, and I I don't know how to explain it, you guys. The ghost went inside of me. Like, it fucking went in me, and it made all the hair on my body stand up. It was, like, this cold, terrible, frightening feeling. And I could see out of the corner of my eye, I had my table that I like just my dinner table. And it was a glass table that I had in the back of every motocross magazine is a picture of a hot chick in a bikini on a dirt bike. Underneath Absolutely. it. 
Yeah. Fuck so man. the whole thing was just like a collage of uh-huh. these hot chicks. I and I seen somebody standing at the fucking end of the table like this, looking at the girls out of the corner of my eye. And when I look over, there's no one. And that feeling, it like engulfed me. Oh, I don't even, I fucking, I don't even know how to explain it. And I ran out my house, left the door wide open, screaming at the top of my lungs. I know you're here. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I run to Kelly's house, who I don't even like my roommate. He's a little fucking twerp, dude. And so I knock on the door and I'm like, hey, hey, let me in. And he's like, why? What's going on? And Mike behind him, he goes, is it the ghost? Is it the ghost? I go, yeah, it's the ghost. He goes, you can't come in. You can't come in. And fucking locks the door on me. So I'm like. You stupid fuckers. The ghosts will go right through the wall. You Like, you don't understand. You live downstairs <laughs> with, with me. But they won't let me inside the house. So then I call my buddy Evan, and I'm like, bro, I got to come over. And he's like, why? I just left your house 10 minutes ago. I'm like, dude, the ghost is here. I cannot be staying here. Like, I have to come spend the night at your house. He's like, Tyler, there's no fucking ghost at your house. Like, go to bed. I'll see you in the morning. Okay. Okay. So I did. So I walked back in my house, shut the door, and I'm like, all right, get in bed and say, here we go. And that is the last ghost experience that I've had. So what are those experiences? Like none of those I was on a psychedelic. None of those I was like trying to get someone to listen to my story or convince somebody that something's going on. I've had many, many experiences where I'm the only one there and I'm not doing it. So what is it? Yeah. I don't know. The only nice thing about ghosts is that, like, uh, you watch all the movies, like The Ring and stuff like that, and it's, like, the scariest thing. It's, like, climbing out of a well and pulling <laughs> your soul out. But, like, most ghost stories, they're, like, like you said, they're, like, they turned the sheets 90 degrees or like they took the picture off the frame. It's like, these guys are gremlins. They're not ghosts. They're a nuisance. Yeah. They're pranksters. Yeah, exactly. They're just joking around. Yeah. They're they're trying to get your attention. They're bored. They want a relationship. (laughs) Fuck you. Pay attention to me or I'll fuck with you. Well, have you ever, have you ever had the, like, were you looking through a doorway and you just kind of turn and all of a sudden it looks like somebody was there and they just kind of walk behind the door. Mm hmm. Constantly, mm-hmm. constantly, I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, I I had a uh, a friend, a really good friendly friend, and they were saying their their cousin was getting married, and their their aunt had passed away, and their aunt was buried in uh, uh, like a flower uh, a flower dress or a, what are they a floral floral dress and had a, a certain watch on and uh, same haircut or whatever she was buried in. And there's a picture, and this is fucking kind of crazy. There's a picture of the the bride and groom up at the altar getting married, and there is a completely, like, white fucking crazy white outline of somebody and it's a it's like a figure and she has her her hand to her mouth and the watch 
that she was buried in is like gold watch and that's there. And then the dress is there, but all of her skin and everything you could see is like bleached white in the photo. Hmm. And they were like, that's, that's that guy's mom watching him get married. And she just got her hand on her mouth. Like, and it's the craziest fucking picture. And it's like an old, like, you know, like when you'd have to get your shit developed and maybe it's something else. I don't know. But I was always told like that shit is, uh, this is a picture of a fucking ghost. I'm done. I was just going to say, we are, that's a perfect note to uh, say, you know what? We're approaching three hours. We're about uh, to become ghosts. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thank Good you, night. Tyler. Let, yeah, yeah, thank you. Tyler, Good thanks times, for coming man. Thank you, buddy. All right.